Yo, I am the Sandman, and you're listening to Jobber Radio Podcast. Solutions for life, motherfuckers. It's Jobber Radio. It's Jobber Radio. It's Jobber Radio. shit was on fucking WWE, they'd be shitting all over it. They're not joking when they say, there's a little bit for everybody, you may not like this. He needs to be taken out back and beaten in the kidneys until he pisses blood, because <laughs> it sucks. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jobber Radio. I am Jake, a.k.a. Bomber, and guess who's here? Take a wild guess. That's right, the outsiders are here today, because some people we can count on. That's 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 how we do it around here. Uh, Scott... How are you doing? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. And yeah, you can count on us. We're the Canadians. We always show up. Oh, we're polite about it. There it is. You know, we're there. We're here. We're here. But uh, I'm also extra confused because you went to me first again. Everything is just different and wrong. I, I know. It, it's going to be crazy for a little while mm. here. Um, and Lee, are you still are you still um, cherishing our fans more than before? Are you still happy? I love our valued uh, friends and all the other sort of valued uh, strangers that are out there on Twitter these days. And uh, it's so gratifying to see that finally WWE has real competition that's really going to hurt them and and really take them down within the year, I think. I mean, it's it's just going to be going to be total demolish of of that company that like they're just fucking done. They're so fucking done. Okay, well, we are off and running already here. Okay, so yes, on the last episode, we kind of did a little, you know, a little preview, if you will, about AEW's Double or Nothing. And we were a little skeptical. I will say that. Uh, I, I think we were, you know, wondering if the price of $50 would be worth it. I think that was one of the talking points we really talked about. Um, and now the time has come. The show has went by. We've all watched it. So I think this episode right here, we normally do biweekly shows. So I think that since it was such a, you know, historical event, you know, first ever, I figured we would, uh, you know, break our biweekly bi-weekly schedule real quick and uh do a podcast review in the show for double or nothing so that is what we are going to be doing today i know nxt is coming up this weekend but we really want to talk about double or nothing and how uh lee said that a uh, aew is going to destroy wwe oh it's over yeah so real quick i will ask you guys this how did you go about watching it and was it easy for you I guess, uh, Lee, do you want to go first? I know you watched it after the fact. So how did you go about watching it? I actually I actually ended up watching it live. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to. I, I canceled my plans for that night. Uh, they, they got canceled uh, okay. at the last minute. So I was like, okay, well, I might as well watch this shit. So um, <laughs> I found myself a nice pirated stream because there's no way in fuck I'm paying $50 for that stuff. Now, okay. from, what, from what I understand, it's not really... Uh, AEW's fault. It's the company they're going through. Sort of demanded that the that the price be set for that. 
So sure. it maybe that's something that you look into the future, like find a different deal or a different partner or something like that. But um, yeah, so I, so I, I watched it, uh, pirated it, and um, it was worth the money. Okay. Well, again, uh, you know, Java Radio does not condone, you know, pirating. Um. Anyway, no, I'm just how kidding. About, how about I'm borrowing? Just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Can I'm, I? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Can I throw a question at you, Lee? If you had paid ten bucks, would you have been okay with that? Oh yeah, uh, this would have been like I like had twenty. Like where? I, where's that point? That it would be like yeah. I have the I have the thought that there's no <clears throat> wrestling product out there that's worth more than thirty dollars on pay per view. So and I would have I would have gladly paid thirty dollars. Uh, it would have been thirty dollars well spent. I think for, for the show. Okay. All right, Scott. What about you? How did you go about watching it? And was it easy for you? We know you had the fight TV, <clears throat> so. But. Yeah, so um, I went to fight.com or TV or whatever it is. I honestly don't remember. I just went to fight and it loaded up. And then I clicked on the button that said thirty four ninety five, and I ordered it. And it came up to an exchange rate, I think, of like 46 something because, hey, Canadian. And that was the American price. And then I watched gotcha. it on my computer. Okay. Because right. I'm not American and I didn't have the problems that you had. Yeah. Because Americans couldn't watch it on fight. That's the thing. Um, one thing I do want to say, though, is the buy-in show, the hour-long YouTube, etc. pre-show, didn't work for about a half hour. I heard about that. <clears throat> See, I so, actually, yeah, I got it going through BR Live, and yeah. it was working, but I did not watch it on YouTube. I heard it was not working right. So YouTube had a, a streaming test thing on, on the AEW channel, um, just to show that they were, like, they tested something earlier in the day. And then they said, it's the this is going live. And it's the buy-in one, and then it's the actual show one. I'm like, okay, well, I'll load up both and see whatever kicks in. Nothing's kicking in. And I'm in the Discord chat, and people are talking about how, oh, here comes the Battle Royal stuff. I'm like, mm, cool, this is the match I wanted to see. That's great. What's going on? And neither are loading. So I look around, and I notice, okay, I Google it. Anything happening? Anything else? People are saying their YouTube app is working fine, this and that. Mine never kicks in. Try Bleacher Report. I I'm not on that. I don't. Ha I'm just mm. looking through my computer. Mm -hmm. Not working. I'm missing like one of the matches I wanted to see. This is great. Ugh. I search it, and turns out, yeah, TNT, their YouTube channel, the channel that TNT is who AEW will be on, they had it. So I loaded that up. Worked fine. Okay, but AEWs and, did not have it on there. No, it kicked in about a half hour later. I, I literally oh. went over to it and saw it during the Guevara match. It's like, oh, there, it's working now. Oh, but okay. the TNT one was ahead so by like two seconds, so I stuck with it. Gotcha. So I missed the first ten minutes of the Battle Royal. Oh. Because their free thing couldn't work right. But then, then, once the pay-per-view started, it was jittery as all hell while Daniels was going to the ring. Hmm. Um, so I decided, well, you know what? Let's reboot this. Let's just reboot the PC, reboot everything. Maybe there's a thing, because uh, whatever. Um, it didn't help much at all. And I literally didn't see that match. The Daniels, the oh, SCU. Oh, the six-man tag? Oh. Or, yeah, didn't see that. Came back up, and it was just starting to be stuttery during Awesome Kong walking to the ring. <laughs> and during that, it was very low res. And then by the end of that match, it was working fine. But yeah. at that point, I was already very upset over having spent money for this. It's like, guys... Right. The fuck? I've watched all the Impact ones for the past year. I watched the Jericho Cruise for fuck's sake when it was 20 bucks. They worked flawlessly. I watched Ring of Honor the anniversary. This was not good. This was what I was worried about going in. What yeah. kind of 
presentation, will it be worth it? Mm-hmm. By the end of it, yeah, okay, you know what? I it was fine. Like I didn't regret the thirty five US, but I'm not spending that again anytime soon with that experience. It's like you better have a can't miss show, not just a historical event. Yeah. All all out better be something I can't miss. I'm not bothering with Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen, even just based on the cards they have. I'm like, no, that's not gonna be a twenty five dollar whatever streaming show it is for me. Heck no. So yeah. Um, How about you? No, How did it go for the American? Uh, before the show, I was beyond frustrated. Uh, okay, you so, were you were frustrated looking at the possibility of what it was going to take when we recorded on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. I I I was. I don't have cable, and yes, that would be easier if I had internet and I could just order like not internet. If I had like cable and I can order through a provider and everything like that, that would be simple. It would be easier. But I'm one of the many people. Who, you know, that, you know, cut the cable, as you say, and I only run like Netflix and Hulu through my PlayStation 4. That's how I just, you know, do my content. Um, I heard that, you know, I already did the whole t- spiel about Fight TV is only uh, on outside of the U.S. So I'm going to skip that. I'm just going to tell you my whole process of what went down. I had company coming over, so. You know, doing it on my phone this had to work. Yeah, doing it on my phone was not an option because I even I made a comment on Twitter and someone was like, "What's your problem? Just do it on your phone. Just watch it on your phone." And I'm like, it's, "That's not an option here. I got a company coming over." So, I I hop on my Amazon Fire. This is I'm gonna try to summarize this story up really quickly because it is long. I hopped on my Amazon Fire, which I only use for this app called Cody, which you know lets you get every TV show and movie and whatnot. But I haven't used it in a long time. So I booted it up and I started to like uh, try to move it. My batteries and my control, my little Amazon controller were dead. They were AAA. I searched my house. I had no AAA batteries in my entire fucking house. So already I'm like, okay, this is bad. So I had to get I had to go find new batteries. I had to go to the store, had to get batteries. And what we what we did, I finally got it booted up and I went to the BR Live, which is Bleacher Reporter, whatever the fuck it's called. So I went in there, I downloaded it, and I went to click on the pay-per-view, and it said that, like, I just went to go, like, order the pay-per-view for $49.99 for $50, and it popped up and said, you need to link your Amazon account. Now, I don't have an Amazon account, okay? I, I use my uh, mother's um, Amazon Prime, which, you know, that's everybody, you know, whoever doesn't have Amazon Prime, they need to get Amazon Prime, goddamn. But so I tried to use her password, you know, just to get in there. It doesn't work. I'm like, okay. So I I create an Amazon Prime. I, I mean, not Prime. I just create an Amazon account and I go to log in, and then it says, you you must enter. You must go onto the website and create like put in your credit card and all this stuff. You couldn't do it over the phone. Couldn't do it on the app. So I had to go over. I had to, it, I was so mad. I was so fuming for all this bullshit I was trying to do. And yeah, I know you were an hour away from the pre-show at this point, I think, right? Like y- this is the time frame. Yeah, it, it was getting relatively close and I'm already doing a lot of work for the JRPL, like getting, you know, the, the schedule, the, the matches all aligned and getting everybody's picks posted and everything. Um, the JRPLs are prediction league, by the way, in case you uh, are listening and don't know what that is. Um, and I- I'm just super like going through this work and effort that I feel that first of all, that I've never had to do before. So I created all these accounts. I put in my credit card information on my this Amazon account that I just created. And then I finally go in there and I click it and it just all of a sudden I have like 
uh, tennis plan or something like that on this app. And I'm, I'm scrolling through and I'm looking for AEW. I click AEW and there's nothing about the buy-in on there. I'm like, okay, so what the fuck do I do now? I have to go load up YouTube on my PlayStation and try to watch it there. And then after it's done, try to quickly switch over back to the Amazon Fire. And the way I have my TV set up, is just it just doesn't make it easy to do that. I know it sounds more complicated than it should be for everything I went through. But I'm just saying everything I went through was very frustrating before the show even started. I, I looked at like I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, I am never fucking ordering. I was so I was I am never fucking ordering a pay-per-view from these motherfuckers ever again. I was I was mad. I was just I was I was heated. Um and but once it all was done and all out of the way, I uh the company came my company came over. We, uh, the show loaded up. The buy-in was on. It actually did load up. It didn't show. It was going to show on P, uh, BR Live, but it actually did load up on BR Live. It just wasn't showing up there for some reason. Um, uh, and we watch it. There was no stutter. There was no lag. There was nothing. We got the whole thing. We didn't miss any of the uh, Battle Royal, and everything played fine. So it all worked out in the end, but the headache really came in on creating all kinds of accounts. And I had to create like three different things, I swear to God, to get this to work. And I had to go get batteries for my controller. So I was I was heated. But sorry for that rant. Um, sorry about that. But I was heated before the show. So now that uh, now that I got, you know, everybody in the mood to talk about this pay-per-view, let's talk about the actual pay-per-view. Um I guess, man, um, I, you, you need a minute. You okay. I, I, I feel like I do. I started getting work back up again. Um, let's do our normal thumbs up, thumbs down. I think I know where this is going to go, but I'm going to give it a thumbs up pay-per-view. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I will, like I said, and I stand by it. I will never pay the $50 again for AEW show. Um, but I did thoroughly enjoy the show. Um, what about you, Lee? Uh, in general, I'd say thumbs uh, up. Excuse me. Um, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it, for for what they were trying to put together and uh, trying to put their best foot forward and all that, I think they sort of accomplished what they were going for. And I mean, I was trying to view this somewhat in context of what their style of wrestling and stuff's going to be. So I tried to be a little bit um, forgiving while watching it. Um, and I mm-hmm. generally enjoyed a lot of stuff in it. Anyway, so okay. uh, I do give it a thumbs up. All right, and Scott. Uh yeah, thumbs up for the most part. Okay. Um, like I said, there's nigglings aside, but by the end of it, I didn't regret having spent it. It's like, yeah, all right, I, I gave that a shot. If I do it again, who knows? But this one, it, they did what they sought to do. I feel so. Yeah, I was. I'm in the same boat as you. I did go through a big hassle at the beginning, but afterwards and after the show was done, I definitely felt that you know. It was it was fine. I was I was not mad anymore. It, I went through the the headaches and stuff, and I did I did enjoy myself. Like I said, I, I thoroughly did enjoy myself uh, during the show. But I, I think we should just get right into it. Let's get into the actual matches. The first match, which I guess Scott, you didn't see all of it, but it was the battle royal, the casino battle royale, I should say. Um, this is one of the matches that I was most excited to see. I had an idea that Page, uh, Hangman Page was going to come in and be in the Battle Royal and win, and he was, which I wasn't mad about the semi-predictable thing. Um, Lee, what were your thoughts? Did you get to watch that whole match? You watched the 
everything in full, right? Yeah, it, okay. was, pretty, it was pretty bullshit that Glacier didn't win it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was it was all right. Um, I, I really loved uh, MJF in it. Uh, oh, uh, dude, I, amazing! I generally I generally think MJF's fucking great. Anyway, he's one of the best heels going right now um, because he's always a fucking heel. He's always fucking on. Even when you think he's like slipping out of character, it's no, he's swerving you. Like even on Twitter and shit, he's always fucking with people. So I love that. Um, I gotta say that uh, this Orange Cassidy guy, this is the first time I've seen this motherfucker. Same. And uh, he needs to be taken out back and beaten in the kidneys until he pisses blood. Because <laughs> he sucks. Oh my he, god. They need less of him, they need less of this fucking Marco stunt uh, motherfucker. Uh, I, I kept hoping, you know, usually I don't want to wish harm on people but i was hoping that after he broke his leg that would be it and he'd be gone and done but no they still got him in there and they got people selling for him that shouldn't be selling for him um so uh, but aside from that stuff uh generally pretty good and um the, the right guy won it i guess in the end even though it wasn't glacier i would have i would have popped for glacier but uh unfortunately it was not to be yeah. So Scott, did you ever did you get a chance to go back and watch this or did you just miss most of it? I missed the the first set of cards that it was. I saw when like Billy Gunn was coming out. Okay. I saw that group. So oh, I, okay. I, so I, that's got, I got, got the I got the gist of it. Um It's a battle royal. They're fun. The gimmick didn't really work for me because the idea that all these guys are fighting for a shot at the inaugural world title and yet they're going to come out in groups of 5. So play nice when you come out, but now fight each other here. Like, no, they should have been like brawling on their way there. Like, some of them weird. Yeah. Some of them did. And I actually thought about Maybe that. They, before yeah. The show. It was weird, but I like the idea, but it, is, it didn't seem executed well in that sense. Yeah. Um, even the way Justin Roberts said it, like they, they did the countdown. It's the spades. It's like, Oh yeah. The, the, it was like, let's that, not, that, let's not get racial. Justin Roberts. It's yeah. the spades. Now. It's yeah. The hearts. It was, there was just something like, I mean, that's some production stuff. They'll learn. They'll figure that out. The the concept of a new battle Royal is fun. It's better than the reverse battle Royal from impact. That's kind of what everybody always says. <laughs> I was going to bring that one up. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, there's always got to be some other kind of thing, but like the idea of five coming in and then the 21st for the Joker. Okay. That's interesting idea. Cassidy was 22. Cause they added him afterwards. I literally saw his thing with Daniels like two days prior where they had a, a, a nothing off and it's fun, but I saw matches with him. I just said this before the podcast, with, like David Starr, some other guys where he does the stuff that they treat it like mind games where it's not like in, in this, they sold it like he was actually hurting the man. The, the commentators were like, these are vicious. Oh my God. Yeah. Selling Cassidy's yeah. kicks. At, but yeah. yet on, on the indie stuff I've seen, they're like, this is it is mind games. Like he's he doesn't care. Does he really care, or does he just do it for whatever? And then he gets his face chopped off, and then he breaks out into an actual wrestling match. He's good. He can do it. But they only focused on this, and when he got eliminated, he still didn't care. It was like, no, that's mm, he, he needs, no. Don't focus on that. Yeah, he needs a year long tour of Japan where nobody yeah. sells his bullshit. There's there's good potential. I mean, the crowds love it, but you put them in the right crowd for that. You don't put them in this crowd. But that this crowd loved true. it too. Whatever. It, it's it's all its thing. People enjoy things, but I like Marco Stunt getting pounced. People, I know people love that, but it's like he literally was just walking in a spot to get shoved out. Okay, there was no logic to why he was doing that. Five people walked up to Tommy Dreamer with their hands down to get hit in the head with a can. 
Yeah. They weren't coming to hit him. They just walked up and thank you, sir. I'll take mine now. Yeah. I can't. It fucking was stupid. And the sure. so I know it's glacierly. I know, but he froze a man on the top rope with mist. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and when, he froze when, him, and the yeah. man sold it, and they sold it like he was actually frozen, and then he Run, got shoved off. Runs that's, cold. That's um. That's. Yeah, this is serious wrestling. So, yeah. okay. so Now, again, the- I like the time and place for that. I understand the bits for that and having that here and there. When you do all in, you bring everything together. You get your bit, you get your bit, you get your bit. But now this is a brand establishing itself, and they did something fucking dumb like that. Meanwhile, Luchasaurus rocks the place, going awesome with MJF and Page. Do- like, cool, cool, cool. But you're telling me that Adam Page would have sold for The Mist and froze? Yeah, I hope exactly. fucking not. Yeah, exactly. I fucking hope not. And that's he. he I mean, that's yeah. not a good start. And yet the crowd loved it. So it's like, ah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, like you said, th- this is the the crowd that, like, you know, they like that kind of stuff, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, this is the one thing that, like, I have to accept going forward with AEW. And I think if we all are going to enjoy AEW, we we pretty much have to accept the fact that. Um, they're not lying or they're not joking when they say there's a little bit for everybody. You may not like this, mm-hmm. but you may like guess, this. Exactly. This guess, was prime example. I guess the issue I have with that is it was within the same match. And it's not like a Royal Rumble where you have your different segments of it and you can actually do some comedy bits and then you're, oh my God, epic moments back and forth. It's not like that, but it was, he literally, he sold, he... I'm yeah. supposed to believe that that man got frozen from the mist. <laughs> yeah, it's like hundred percent. I'm supposed to believe that, and that Cassidy's kicks were damaging him because of the way commentary did it. I, if commentary's taking the piss, I get it, but they didn't oh, let on that that was the way, it. They were doing it like that was legit. Mm. By by the way, uh, that three man booth was a big mistake. That fucking Alex Marvez. Oh, we'll he get needs there. To fucking go. He needs to be gone. Because Ross came in for the main show. We'll get to that. Yeah, I but. do like, I wonder, I almost wish JR commentated for this match just to hear what the fuck he would say about those kicks that Cassidy yeah. was doing. Uh, again, <laughs> I, I know I like it. I like, I like Cassidy's look. I like what he's doing. It's fun stuff. With the Wrestle Circus show with Gentleman Jervis, it's a ridiculous match. You both would probably hate it. But the crowd loves it. They're into it. They're doing comedy back and forth. That's its place, and it works there. Yeah, you know what? If this shit was on fucking WWE, they'd be shitting all over it. That yep. that is and that's, ironically that's true. Yes, exactly what I'm saying. Like that missed bit. It was like, no, that what that was not good. Will would that have worked over in Wrestle Circus? This is the show I know of. Yeah, over in maybe even a bit in Defiant, have a little bit here and there, or even some weird comedy bits and some Japanese stuff. Sure, but in the same frame of everything, a guy got pounced, and this was happening, and trash cans. And th- it just it was but yeah. you know AEW can do no wrong you you did you did bring that up with uh the trash can stuff i saw they did try to mix in a little hardcore because obviously dreamer they had jimmy havoc come out mm-hmm. janella set a table up by the way let's talk about these tables real quick what kind of Weird fucking tables. tables did they, they these look like the japanese tables like they look right. thinner and like just yeah built weird short like about about as tall as marco stunt <laughs> god uh yeah so Janela gets choke slammed or whatever. I think it was choke slammed by Luchasaurus out of the ring, goes head first through the fucking table. That was yep. nasty. Crazy spot. But meanwhile, the funny thing, that's the weird thing about this match. You have a, such a variety. You have an insane stunt like that where this guy almost fucking gets killed. And also, he was getting planted on his neck throughout that whole show. Uh, Janela was. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. But then you um, also have the weird stuff 
with you know Orange Cassidy comes in and does these kicks. It it's it uh to me you know everybody's different. To me it just th- throws so much off. At least the Cassidy part. I'll say this. The only reason I didn't completely hate it, obviously what he was doing, it was it was stupid. But the only reason I didn't completely hate it is Dreamer didn't sell it and then fucking chucked him out of the ring. That's yeah. the only that's, reason yeah. I was okay with it. And that's the, the story how that kind of stuff goes. Like yeah. It's like, what are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. But yes. then like he goes and does something and, and he avoids a, it and, and that's he manages okay. it and he survives. That's his kind of thing. Well, did you get thrown out? Oh, okay. Now, see, I'm okay. I'm okay with that part of it. We've we've honestly talked about this match probably more than it deserves, but at the same oh. time, this was their first ever match, and that's a weird thing to have a precedent of. Now, what the fuck are we gonna get? So like, I, that's I'll, everything. I'll mm. say, did you guys enjoy the match overall? Yeah, I mean, it was it was all right. Uh, I I think I have all the same problems that you had with it, Bomber, and um there's just a lot of bullshit in it. Like, I mean, if our valued friends out there didn't get the, uh, didn't get the hint, I was being totally sarcastic about fucking Glacier <laughs> and me hoping he'd win. I mean, that, that, that stuff was just fucking bullshit, but yeah, <laughs> fucking, yeah. I mean, it, it's just stuff like that. That makes me think, yeah, okay, this is fine, but this is not for me. This is for a different audience altogether. It's like every time the new, like five, people came out or whatever it's almost like they shifted universes or something oh now we're doing bullshit comedy kenny omega wrestling a blow-up doll wrestling instead of uh hardcore wrestling you know like yeah. it, it just it, i'm like okay i get what you're trying to do in this match but it's i'm i'm done with it i, I one and done i saw it it was fine moving on yeah 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 you felt the same way scott pretty much it it i didn't hate it but i just uh, shaking my head, I'm like, yeah. uh, there's, like I, like I said, I don't mind those bits yeah. when they're in their own way. Like if that was an entire segment with the glaciers, okay, fine. But you're telling me that if you turn around and did it to Luchasaurus, he would have sold it. You know what, Luchasaurus probably would have. I, I, I think it, anybody in that or ring MJF, that they, but but no, because he's sucks. not really a frozen man. Because <laughs> you can even go down in looking at gimmicks and how they work, and we've talked about this before, but. Like, there's times when they say The Undertaker, like, he's not really supernatural. It's just all mind games. Or is it? And that's that's where you go. That's as far as you go. You don't bring in actual supernatural shit you want the audience to believe. You really shouldn't go that far. Well, that's what this is. Like, oh, he sprayed something in his face. Oh, he's blinded. He can't see. He's frozen at the top. I get it. That would have been okay. But no, he literally froze like he was frozen from Sub-Zero. Yeah, yeah. you get... You, you, <clears throat> that's too far. They they went they went across that line where uh, the uh, the Ultimate Warrior showed up in fucking Hulk Hogan's mirror and he was the only one who could see him. It's like that's the kind of line they crossed. The yeah. only, I, there was only a couple things. I overall I will say I did enjoy the match. I enjoyed seeing a lot of these guys that mm. I've seen in other places all in one match. And to me that was a very cool moment. Um, to me the highlight was MJF. He was a great heel throughout the entire match. He was oh, yeah. a little prick, especially in the beginning with Dustin Thomas. The uh, um, I don't know the correct you know terminology, but the guy with no legs. Um, Right off the bat, ran right over to him and started stomping on him in the corner. Amazing, <laughs> amazing heel move, like right off the bat to start the match. Fantastic. Um, some of the stuff I did not like, Billy Gunn uh, actually kind of was shitty for me. He he took some move and jumped right up and then got thrown out of the ring. Like He took somebody's finisher and jumped right up and got thrown out of the ring. Um, that, that was dumb. Um... 
I I did not like how Jungle Boy eliminated Ace Ramiro all by himself. A guy that was at least double his size, maybe triple his size. Triple, just dumps him out like no, like it's nobody. Like like he's Dude, just no big no thing. Like that's some, battle royals. That's Shawn Michaels tossed Yokozuna and Vader at the same time out of a rumble. It's whatever. Exactly. And it's well, not good. But I was about I, to say, I and I yeah, and it happens though. It happens. Uh, a little bit of a spot that I thought was going to be better was Sean Spears. Uh, Ty Dillinger really didn't amount to much in this uh, match. He started out good, like got a good reaction, but kind of died off quick and got I, lost in the shuffle. I hate to say, but he doesn't do anything to stand. He's very, I don't want to say bland, but he's got nothing right now. He's the t- perfect 10. Okay, what do you do after that? Yeah, uh, to and me, they've never really been established. He's like a he's a kid that's got heart. Is one of those kind of things like an old one, two, three kid situation where it's like, oh man, he can take a, but but what does he do otherwise? And I, for those Sean Spears fans out there, forgive me, but that's literally where I'm coming at it. I got what what does he do? Yeah, like Billy Guns, the ass man. There's something. There's things here and there. What does Sean Spears do? Ten. Okay, now. Yeah, I, I will say, I think that my favorite part with Sean Spears in it was with MJF when he took him down at the beginning and he gave him the 10. To me, that, you know, it's such a dick move. I, I just, I can't overstate enough. MJF was the, like, even over Page, I feel he was the highlight of that match. Oh, but yeah. The, he was the MVP. Yeah. The last thing oh, I, I will say yeah. about the the uh, Battle Royal, this is the last thing I'll say, that I, I am tired of Battle Royals, Royal Rumbles, whatever, where you have somebody that gets thrown out of the ring and you're supposed to kind of forget about them and you have somebody pretend like they win and they come back and try to get thrown out that it seems like that is almost every yeah. battle royal now yeah. you know why that really sucked on this one because mjf just went out and no one had forgotten that and it was yeah. literally like yeah you didn't win he's right there he's looked it just happened. It wasn't even a minute ago. He's yeah. r- why are you forgetting about him? It's right there. Yeah. That was one of the worst cases of that I've ever seen because yeah. what are you stupid? Yeah, it kind of made Paige look a little weird, but I know I'm shitting all over it, but it's, it's Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're here to we're, we're here not to in trouble. We're here It to, wasn't perfect. Fuck. Yeah, we're here to give our honest opinions. And I but like I'm I said, also not hating on it to hate on it. It was a lot of fun, but I mean, they did dumb shit too. Welcome to rest. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I said, we, that was a big match. So, you know, so there was a lot to talk about that one, but, uh, I guess moving on, we will go to the other match that was on the kickoff or the buy-in, I should say. Um, we had Kip Sabian or Sabian, sorry. Is it Sabian or Sabian? Sabian. Sabian. Uh, Sabian. Yeah. Sabian. I always get uh, that mixed up. Anyway, Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Um, good match. They had a pretty cool spot with, uh, like a suplex out of the ring. That was pretty sweet. Yep. They almost, yep. almost lost it there for a second, but it was still good. Um, overall, really good match. I knew I should have picked fucking Kip Sabian to win, but um, that's a, that's a personal thing. I knew that was going to happen. But what were your guys' thoughts on this match for a kickoff? Uh, Lee, I right. guess. Yeah, Lee. Uh, all right. It, you know, it's kind of it's kind it was kind of uh, this is actually kind of what I felt through a lot of the stuff on this show. It was like modern indie wrestling one hundred and one kind of thing. Like that. That's what I felt watching this match. I was like, yeah, I've seen. This stuff's technically fairly good, fast-paced, looks fine. Seen a lot of it before, and it was like, yeah, this this match is there. Okay, all right. What about uh Scott? Same. It had 
it's weird to say it had no story, but I mean, it's show number one, so nothing yeah, really can, did in that sense. Yeah, they can get. So you got to start. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Um, but to me, they got the crowd because they were buying into the guy and hating the other guy. It worked in that sense. Mm-hmm. But really, it seemed like they're just you know I'll get my shit in, then you get your shit in, and it almost seemed like they went a lot farther than they probably should have for a buy-in match. Because man, if they're cooking out of this shit, what's coming up next? Actually, one of those like you should not do that on a pre-show match. Jesus Christ! That to me was the theme throughout the whole pay-per-view because yes. I I had red over red was over here and I I think it was it was probably this match or the next match. I, it was very early in the show, and I I looked at him when all these you know near falls and uh, all this shit was happening. And I'm like, dude. This whole show, I guarantee you, this whole show is going to be filled with. They're going to have twenty false finishes every match, and I'll yep. be oh. goddamn if this That's show. That's all in was like that too. Yes, it was. Every match had twenty false finishes, and that was tiring to me. They need to stifle you're, that shit. Like you're going to stop falling for it. You'll be like, yeah. "Oh, this isn't it." To be fair, there's a bunch of times I'm like, "Oh man, that's got to be it." Oh wow, it wasn't. It still happened a lot for me. It did, but you can't do that on every show. Especially yeah. once you go weekly, let alone monthly with their streaming ones. That's yeah. the thing. Like they can't it's... they can't do this like on every T V show. Like their shows are just gonna become super bland right away. You you have to build the audience up for, for things like that. Like you can't just have a and... show that's packed with false finishes and a million finishers every time that yeah. are kicked out of. Um I can understand why they did it on this show because they're they're really trying to you sure. know, come out come out with a big bang, so they want it to be as exciting as possible, and every match has to be exciting and stuff, but hopefully someone's going to sit these motherfuckers down and say, you can't do this on weekly TV because it's going to make your TV show look just like WWE's. Well, the, the big problem there, too, is they literally can't do that on a regular basis because Pentagon and Phoenix couldn't even travel the next day, so an indie promotion in Texas had Good to point. cancel their show. So could you imagine if, you know, they had TV on Tuesday? Yeah. What, it, the, 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 no, they, they can't do this stuff regularly. I remember that being an old comment about Shane McMahon. He would do these spectacular, crazy falls and jumps and moves, and people loved him for it, but it wasn't really fair because he really did it like maybe three or four times a year. Yeah. The regular wrestlers were out there four times a week, twice on TV, and sometimes also Sunday. So, like, okay, all in. And this. And some guys, sure, they had Tokyo Doom. Some guys are like Pentagon and that where they're wrestling every weekend, whatever. But when you're doing a show every six months, yeah, you can do this crazy shit. But they're going to have another set of shows in June, in July, in August, and then go weekly on TV. Yeah. However, they end up taping that. You can't sustain that. It's yes. This is like they, <clears throat> they said about what do you do with ECW and WWE? And Vince McMahon said, eventually you're just having car crashes for the reason of car crashes. And nobody even wants to watch that because it's all it is. It's the same mentality here of just mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to say they're going to get sick of good matches because they're not, but they're not going to buy into it. They're not going to believe it. Where it's like, oh, there's a half hour left. Well, well this match is going at least twenty five minutes. I won't believe it ends in five because it never will. It won't. They're it, old school. They're not going to do that kind of. Here's stuff. what I uh, here's what I say when you said something about uh. People won't get sick of good matches. I'll say this. This Kip Sabian match and Sammy Guevara match was a good match. I enjoyed it from start mm-hmm. to finish. It had good spots. It, it, you know, like you said, it didn't have a big story, but I, I'm not holding that against any matches on the they, show. For they that. bought in. It was simple. It's now. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is this was a really good match on the show. 
but completely, like, this is a pre-show match, so it's supposed to, but a lot of these matches were very good, but completely lost in the shuffle because there were so many matches that went completely all out and trying to, you know, stand out and try to make this great match where they were trying to make the best match possible, which is always good, that is good, but then again, it makes me completely forget about a lot of the other matches on the card. Even though they were good, even though they were good, yeah. I completely don't remember a lot of it. There, there's a level of things where you you want to get everybody over, you want to have them all have their good matches. I get that's part of what their entire mantra is. At the same time, you're making a four-hour wrestling show. You're making this. you got to work things and structure it all the way through. You never want to have the stuff at the start outshine mm -hmm. later stuff. Yep. they got Omega, and they, they, they're confident in how they have it, and so far... Twice now, they've been okay. Yes, but I, I agree. But once they start doing it again over and over and over, mm, and, it's... And I'm not saying they can't do it, and it's going to be hard, but there's no reason not to try, and they are. But... <laughs> Lee made a great point where, I mean, I and I agree with it. This is their first show, so I understand the everybody go all out on the first show. I do understand yep. that. I um, agree. So... Yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to say about the Kip Sabian and Sam Guevara match? Besides, I mean, like I said, it, I think it was solid, but in the scheme of things, it was forgettable. It, it was. It was. That's the thing. It was solid. You could be like, "That's a five star match." That was completely forgettable. It's one of those like it meant nothing. Oh, oh God. Let me let me comment here. I just remembered it. Okay. They said, "Oh, this is the first singles match in AEW history, and wins and losses are going to matter in AEW." I'm like, "Don't say that." Don't tell us they're going to matter. Just have them matter. Don't tell uh, us, yeah. oh, it's it's oh, that's going to matter. Oh, he if he wins, it's going to be a good thing for him. No shit. Act like that's normal. Act like that's just how it is. You know what's Act funny? Act like that's the way to do it. Don't tell me it's going to matter. Just make it matter. Because otherwise, the, the, you really think that in the NFL, oh man, if they win, it's going to be good for them. No fucking shit, it's going to be good. That's how <laughs> yeah. it works. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell me how your storyline's going to work. Just do the storyline. Yeah, here's what you do on TV. You give your uh, win-loss records uh, under the under Chiron yeah. or whatever when they're coming out. You don't pay. You don't you know mention it unless it's like part of the angle. Like oh, so and so has had a winning streak as as of late. <laughs> like you bring yeah. that shit up, but you don't go here. AEW wins and losses matter. Not like in those other promotions. Like, stop talking about other promotions. Yeah. Stop talking about how it, different you are. Just be different. It, it reminds me, oh, it, wins and losses matter. I remember XWF, for fuck's sake, said stuff like that. Doesn't mean it's going to fail, but it's like, just mm -hmm. have them matter. Don't, don't tell me they're going to matter, because you know what? I didn't even think about that until they started that. They had um, two matches, a battle royal, winner faces Jericho or Omega for the title, and that match, winner advances, you got an important tag match, all this stuff. I'm thinking, yeah, this is going to establish the hierarchy for who moves on. These two guys, some one of these guys are going to move on and get a tougher opponent next time. I'm already thinking that just in the natural way of things. And then they say wins and losses will matter here. I'm like, you kind of almost yeah. took me out of it, because now it's like, now I'm thinking about, well, he can't lose because of this and that. And you literally brought the story back into it instead of the sport by doing that. The the ironic thing to me about like with what you said in that match was um, this is my first time seeing both of these guys. I've heard of both of them, but this is my first time actually mm -hmm. seeing them. Um, to me, Sammy Guevara definitely stood out over Kip Sabian in this match. He had he seemed to have yeah. much more charisma. He just had more of a presence. Um, and he was the one that took the loss, which is the funny part. The if if wins and losses matter, the guy that actually lost to me came out looking better yeah. than the guy who won. Ironically, and 
this is this is a funny thing because we've talked about this in JRPL stuff, but wins and losses are important. Wins and losses matter. Yeah, but just because you lost doesn't mean that you like your showing shouldn't stand for something. That's a big thing even in UFC. Man, he lost, but it oh he had him though. So yeah. that's not going to really knock him down too far. He's still going to be in the same echelon now. Not just, oh, he lost, so screw him. No, he, he had a cheap win. He snuck it out there, and he got his ass beat otherwise. Well, he advances, and he doesn't. No, yeah. no, no. You, you, you don't just be like, mm, it's adamant, because that's dumb, too. So, so... Again, I'm not shitting on AEW. I, 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 mm, I know, I know. I know. That stuff. It's, an, it's, it's an interesting thing. I... I I did enjoy the pay-per-view and I really like it. You're just going to hear some yeah. more critical stuff from us on this show. Now, um, to me, this is <laughs> my most, uh, I guess, critical or the, the biggest critique I have for this show was production errors and uh, miscues and oh. bad camera cuts and stuff like that. So the very first big thing that happened on this show, which you were just like, uh, wait, what? I mean, there's there was definitely several things earlier on in the the even on the buy-in, but the first big major one to me was after the Kip Sabian match, after the Sammy Guevara match, uh, the all elite guys came out, like Cody and the Young Bucks and Omega and them, they all came out and started talking. Now, while watch, I don't know how this came off on everybody else's uh, that was watching it, but while I was watching on BR Live, they were out there talking, and right in the middle of Cody's, Cody was saying something. I don't remember exactly what it was. He was right in the middle of this big, yeah, we're going to get him speech. And the, the audio just dips, and it goes to black. And yep. I, me and Red just like look at each other like, uh, wait, wh what just happened? Nope. It was 9 yeah. o'clock, or it was 8 o'clock, and pay-per-view time. Yeah, Idiots. I don't... Yeah, I don't know if somebody wasn't timing something right or something. Nobody cued them or whatever, but it, it went black for a good bit. And then the copy FBI copyright came up for it seemed like 10 minutes and then the show started. So I, I, that was the first big misstep to me as far as production woes go. Um, somebody was not counting them in. Somebody was not giving them hand signals, something, and they just went uh, right into the open. I know what it was. It was since Dean Malenko's in production now, he was counting down to the guys in the truck and he put them to sleep. And <laughs> that's why it happened. There it is. There it is. Stinko Malenko. Oh, man. Haven't had that in a while. Haven't had that name thrown out in a while. Uh, yeah, so to me, that was my... Uh, you'll hear me bring that up throughout the show, but that was the one of my only main critiques on the show was production problems. And Can stuff. I... Can I mention something? Because you, you, you said that there when the guys came out there and announced stuff. I remember Lee commenting on that about, yeah, we get it. You own the thing. Stop it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do like, it. Uh, it. For people who are not familiar with it, like if, if you watch like Mid-South and there's a lot of that on the WWE network now. So if you have that, you can watch it. Watch their weekly TV in and uh, week in and week out. Um, the... Uh, Bill Watts, who owned Mid-South and ran it, he came in, he would do commentary every once in a while. Uh, and he would be always introduced as, like, just a special guest commentator. They would never make reference that he owned the company. They would never hint towards the fact that he owned the company. And he'd come in, and all he would do is, like, lay out what's going on and sort of pretend, like, here's my opinion on what's happening and stuff like that as he's doing the commentary. But... Nobody ever knew that he fucking owned the company, and they never put attention on it. So it, it made him sound like an impartial outsider who's been invited in to mm -hmm. comment on the on the product and give his opinions and, and relate to the fans what's happening, and it's, like, perfect, and it's some of the best wrestling TV ever done, and they could learn a lot from that. 
Now, that's not to say that you can't do it and have it work, because obviously Vince McMahon, you can go over to Eric Bischoff sure. and Ted Turner, Dixie Carter, fucking Paul Heyman and Stu Hart. They're all, everybody knows. Get out of here with Dixie time, Carter. <laughs> the storyline for this one was literally, everybody knows. Like, it's, these guys are, it's, it's, you know, it's these guys made good. Okay. We know that. So, like, don't panhandle to everybody uh, about it. Like, I... You want to and you don't want to. It's the whole reason they're there. I get it. But like, oh, we made history. Yeah, you guys did. And they're like, oh, the audience, we made it. No, they're just collecting your checks. Like, they're probably cool guys and they'll shake your hand and they'll take your photo and everything. But like, the audience didn't make this happen. Like, it's, I, oh, it drives me nuts. Um, it's, I, it's I, a weird mentality. I really didn't, I, I really didn't have a problem with it. it it's just, again, mainly because it's their first show, so I was okay with that part. Yeah. Now, if they did this every goddamn, like, pay-per-view, then it would yeah. be like, what the fuck's going on here? But, but um, again, they cut out. They cut out during the see, Cody's thing. That, the, yeah. To me, that was the only part that I I had a problem with was the production uh, missteps there. But um, I also went into this pay-per-view. I, I don't remember if I mentioned it on the last show or not when we talked about going into it, but I... I've definitely referenced it before where I heard that this wasn't going to be a AEW versus WWE, you know, mentality. AEW is just going to do their own thing. They weren't going to like take digs at WWE. They weren't going to reference them. They were just going to do their own thing. And that's what I heard other guys say backstage and in interviews and stuff leading up to this. And I'm fine either way, but I'll be goddamn if all that went out the window with this show. Like even at the beginning, they were instantly talking shit about WWE, talking about pad and stats on how many the attendance was and like all that kind of stuff. It was during that segment. Yeah. Um, yeah. This whole no, show was any of that digs. Stuff, uh, no, I didn't hear any of that stuff where they said they weren't going to do that. I did hear they wanted to forge their own way. Yeah. But I didn't hear that they wouldn't take it shots was, along the way. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was a bunch of backstage interviews and stuff like that. I watch... Uh, and it was also probably blown up as well with the idea of like, well, we're, we don't need to do that kind of stuff. We're doing our thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Get over it. And I, like I said, I'm fine with them totally, you know, going to war, quote unquote, going to war with WWE and stuff. It's just I, I was under the impression by hearing from people that work there that they weren't going to do that. But that all changed with this show because <laughs> this show instantly immediately pitted well, AEW versus WWE with all of the shit that they did the show. To be fair, from what I heard of a lot of things, even though they had a lot of stuff, a lot of things people didn't know was happening until the day of. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Like the well, I'll, we'll get to it, but there's a throne, and apparently, oh yeah, we'll get to most that. of the AEW guys learned about that throne day of. Yeah. So if All they right. had an interview beforehand, they didn't know. But again, well, it's the image from the asylum at that point, and so far so good. But yeah, we'll get. All there. right, so let's get into the first uh, actual show uh, match on the pay per view was SoCal Uncensored versus the Stronghearts, the uh, the Japanese wrestlers from the Chinese promotion. So I say it right and don't get. Uh, accused of being racist this time. By the way, the comments in the comment section on the last video were like, bomber races confirmed. Uh, yep. <laughs> but true. Yep, true. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, uh, thoughts about this match, my personal ones real quick. Um, it was pretty good. They really pulled out all the stops near the end. It was a... We already mentioned that, like, a car crash earlier. It was, at one point, this was a straight-up car crash. There were guys flying all over the ring, inside, outside, all over the place. It was exciting to watch. Um, again, the bad part about this, it was a... I was ex It was an exciting match. I liked the match, but guess what? I couldn't tell you more than the finish of what happened on this match. That's the weird part about it. I did... I remember liking it, but I don't remember a lot of what happened. I remember... 
The finish was like a uh, power driver, uh, moonsault power driver type deal. And I remember one spot where a Scorpio Sky went flying over the top rope out of the ring. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, yeah, I don't remember anything else. And I do remember liking the match. I remember it being a good match. So, I remember it being a good showcase for the uh, for the Japanese guys. Um, it was also, I think, a really good showcase for just how good Scorpio Sky actually is. Because he, he had some pretty nice little spots in it. Um, but for the most part, it was just kind of a spot monkey fest to get the crowd going kind of thing. Mm. And it was a really well done one. And uh, it was fine. And I mean, it also gets um, also gets uh, Sima over. Who is actually signed onto the roster, uh, as opposed to the other two guys? I don't believe they are, but uh, it was still a nice little interpromotional thing. Yeah, what did you think, Scott? I didn't see it. <clears throat> Wait, oh, that's right. You said it was stuttering on you. Oh man. Yep. Um, I yeah. heard it was great. It was good. It I was heard, like I, I heard said, it was quite good. But it was at a point where it was like, oh, I get a free replay with this. I can watch it again. Nah. <laughs> and I, I didn't bother. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, either way, like I said, I did enjoy it, but unfortunately, I couldn't remember much from it because it was so much going on. Um, at this point in the show, we had Jr. there, so J- oh, did we say something? He was on his game tonight. I'll, I'll give him that. He's that's the best he's sounded for a long fucking time. He did. He did do good. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, he was definitely said some questionable stuff, especially during the women's match. I was like, Jr., just just drop it, man. Drop it, bro. He started she talking. She needs to get in the kitchen and show her titties. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know about that, but he just kept talking about Nyla Rose and how like how big she was, and she's like, uh, it just yes, she was. But the way he was saying it, it just came off very, very weird. Because everybody just got silent, and after he got done, they would just like you know stop talking for a minute. So I guess we'll just talk going straight into that match because it was next. Um, it was uh, supposed to be a triple threat match. It was going to be Kylie Ray. Nyla Rose and Dr. Britt Baker. Um, and right before the match started, Brandy Rhodes comes out in full gear. I'm like, oh shit, she's coming out. She's going to put herself in this match. And yeah, fuck that. she randomly calls out Awesome Kong to come yeah. out and be in the match. And I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fan of Awesome Kong. I like Awesome Kong. Oh, yeah. She's cool. Oh, no. Got, I got me some Awesome Kong love. She's a great uh, wrestler. Yeah. But, uh, uh, th- this match was fine. Um, I really like uh, Kylie Ray. She's sort of oh, like see you and more... me. You and me are different there, buddy. Oh, I I I just like looking at her. She's she's a more spastic version of uh, Bailey, and I kind of like that for some reason. Mm. I don't know why, mm. but uh, I thought she was I thought she was really good in it, and I thought Awesome Kong was good in it, and I thought everyone else did fine. Uh, I, honestly, I probably would have given the given the win to uh, Kylie Ray just because uh, she's cute. Oh God, get out! Get the fuck out of here. Sorry. Uh, no, I just uh she's too much for me. She's too uh her gimmick is too too much. And I know they're like, "Oh, it's not a gimmick. It's a real thing." I fucking hope that's not true. Oh my god. I, I talk about annoying. Um I I don't know. I don't know how long she's going to be on the roster, but uh she is one of those gimmicks to me that is a little bit I I I can tolerate Bailey. You know, she's positive, you know, she's she's all about, you know, hugs and stuff and all that and it's it's like a it's a way toned down Kylie Ray, basically, if that's how you look at it. Uh, but she's way too much yeah. for me. Um, what What about you, Scott? So this is the um, first match you actually like saw besi- that was on the paper. Yeah, I literally saw Brandy talking, and Awesome Kong came out. Uh, really, it was fine. 
Um, I truly don't know if Kylie Ray and Bailey are like one copied the other, or if it's just a matter of they have similar gimmicks. Whatever the case is, yeah. I feel that Bailey's doing the gimmick better than Kylie Ray because Kylie Ray was. He said spastic. I don't like that. It was like I, I just I don't buy into it. It didn't work for me. At the same time, that's fine. It's a gimmick. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, Baker was fun. Uh, Nyla really didn't get to do anything. And Awesome Kong was fun. But this was me going, oh, they're doing that? Because, okay, so the crowd loved Awesome Kong. So did I. It was great. But we're also hearkening back to something from 10 years ago. Yeah. But it's the future of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I, my... Oh, it just that. Oh, God. But and yet it worked. Okay, fine. So that's a little bit of thing with the way the elite are doing this. It's the future of wrestling, but also we're going to showcase the shit that needs to be showcased. Okay, I get that by having Awesome Kong come out there and getting the spotlight she deserves. Cool. So wins and losses are going to matter, as they kept pointing out. So is this going towards a women's title match or something? They never fucking said. So what's the point? (coughs) And I know that's very negative and defeatist, but it's the first women's match. We're going through this. The four women are going. What, What does it matter? Oh, wins and losses matter. Yeah, but for what? Is yeah. there going to be a well, title match at all out or something, or what's what's the plan? Yeah, I mean, I, I did too much to ask for that apparently, but ah, yeah, I wasn't too much worried about that. The well, but why is there a women's division where wins and losses matter if there's nothing to fight? Well, I mean, I I, I think we can all assume that there's gonna, there will be a women's ah, title down the road. I, yeah, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's, that's just me. That's the literal was a thing. It was like, so we're sure. going to win a title match here because there's a, another women's match coming up. Or this like they're going to work stuff out and like we're figuring out the pecking order. That's what all this is. Yeah. But what's the point of being number one in the pecking order? Yeah, I it yeah that's I mean I see I see what you're saying. Ah! But at the same time, it's a fine match. You the winner gets to pick what condiment in the whatever in a bowl match that they eventually there have in the bikinis. <laughs> now there's. There's two two other things about this that I, I I read one comment saying that they really should have had Baker versus Kylie and Nyla versus Kong as separate matches because they really didn't gel as a good four way because they kind of broke I, off and that was about it. I agree with that statement. Yes, I about, like about that, it didn't gel. I, I agree with that. Yeah, it would they would have worked as better as separate matches because then you're going well. What happens if this ha- goes here or hold them off and have Kong and Nyla in separate matches to build toward the bigger match? Eh, whatever. There there's options there with that. Um, the other weird thing about it was. It was kind of also just a match. Like, okay, now what? Like, that was my reaction. I'm like, no, it was fine. Didn't set the world on fire. And is it fair to think that they're going to? Well, yeah, after all the hype. (laughs) Kind of. Like, this must be the be-all, end-all. It was a very serviceable, fine match. I will will say this. uh, Personally, this was my weakest match on the card. Not saying it was bad. Not saying it was bad. But it, it did to me afterwards... I think you explained it perfectly. It didn't really just, it didn't gel right. It didn't, something just seemed off. It wasn't bad. It wasn't, to me, it wasn't good or great. Um, It just, to me, like you said, it was just a match. And I don't know if it was the Awesome Kong that threw it off. I don't know if it was a Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose was the one that stood out as far as not really looking like she belonged in there. Um, Now, Britt Baker. Oh, man. She just, when you, like, she just looked like a superstar. She looked like. Like she was above all the uh, ever, the rest of them in the match. Even Kong, to me, she was, I, she looked more. I don't know if professional is the right word, but you know what I mean. No, but I agree because I remember her from the All Out four way match, and I was like, "Who the hell is that? That's a stupid gimmick." Oh wait, this is a, she's awesome, and 
I became a fan of her from that. And you could tell that all that this is trying to replicate the stuff from All In, except we've already been there for some of it. So it, mm-hmm. ah, it just didn't quite have it. But yeah, she's she's got to be like earmarked for the top. She won. Yeah, so. and she just to me she has the look over the other girls that were in this match. She just had the pres uh, the presence is probably the better word to put it. She had the presence of like a superstar compared to the other girls in the match. This is gonna sound silly, but she looks like someone where you wouldn't be surprised if she was in WWE. Oh, of course not. Yeah, she to me Which, looks like and a that's WWE. not a knock against AEW, but it's like oh the upper echelon, the peak, the the spot where everybody goes for the top of their game. Yeah, she'd fit in. I'm gonna mention this that. Is what I, what I mean by that? I'm so. gonna mention that same exact thing later when we get to the six women's ma- six woman tag match too. By the mm. way, um, somebody that stood out way above the other ones. Uh, yeah. But the last thing that I want to say about the match that really didn't, uh, I guess, make sense to me was, I hope they don't have this problem going forward. But Brandy Rhodes's, I guess, character, or you know, good guy, bad guy, you know, she's. Came out with Cody at the beginning. Everything was like kind of, you know, she's being cheered and all this. But she comes out and she was totally like playing it as a heel character. Kong came out, gave her the match to destroy the girls. And she was like egging her on. She was beating up the girls on the outside. She's like, yeah, take them out. It's like, wait a minute. what? You were like just out here being all smiley and happy just a couple seconds yeah. ago. Oh, dude, dude, dude. So Cody is the face. He's everybody's Correct. friend. We like, a, we like him. He's great. He's great. But he's a heel with his brother. He's going to go kill Dustin. They literally pull kayfabe away and back on camera for that. Stuff. Yeah, it's a flip flop effect that she but went the through. The crowd is okay with it. I mean, right now, sure, sure, yeah, that's true. I mean, nobody it, seemed to mind besides me. I guess so. I mean, dude, I they, can agree. No, I, I, I hate on. I, I don't. I, it's dumb, but literally, we're we're gonna get there. But they came out there and they had their intro, and Brandy's all smiley and happy, but she's also like, "I'm in charge of the women's division." It's like fucking like every other wrestling show. Fine, be that way. And then that's literally true. like. Cody is is gonna is gonna go against the Bucks in a future one, but they're friends. But he wants to face the best team. I'm like, the fuck? It it yeah. So all right. So moving moving on to the next match, we had a tag team match. We had the best friends Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta against An Angelico. I think was yep. the way they pronounced it. And Jack Evans. First time for me seeing Angelico on Helico. However you say that again. Uh, yeah. He <clears throat> was my first impression. He had an interesting look. But he also did not – he was very lanky. You don't usually see yeah. that in a lot of the guys. He was very tall, like lanky. He just didn't look very athletic. Now, he he, he went in the ring. Like, he, he pulled it off pretty well. But his his lankiness was really throwing me off a little bit. Um, I will let you guys go in on this match in just a second. But the only – the. The only pet peeve I had in this match, just one, just one thing I didn't like about this match. Overall, I did enjoy it, was the color scheme of the wrestlers. They all <laughs> had the lime pink, or, sorry, lime green color on their outfits. All of them. Every single one. All four. Now, yeah. for somebody that is not familiar with these guys, somebody watching the show for the first time, they don't know who Jack Evans is. They don't know who Chuck Taylor is. They don't know anybody. When they watch this, they are going to be confused as fuck who's on whose team. Because uh, Jess was watching it. My girlfriend, she was watching it. And she had no idea. She didn't know any of these guys. She had no idea who was on whose team when they were all in the ring at the same time. So yeah. whoever came up with that, we're going to all wear this lime pink. I don't think they talked about it. I think they just went through and did it. You, you said pink again. Uh, did I say pink? I'm sorry. Uh, green. Lime green. Lime, lime pink is a good color. Lime pink. Uh, yeah. I Just... 
it's a subtle thing, a little it's nitpicky. I 100 percent admit that, but it just drove me nuts a little bit. It, yeah, one half wore black with lime green, and the other half wore lime green with, with black. Yes, exactly. Um, I I can guarantee you how that happened. One set had their gear. The other set had their gear, yep. and they showed up and they had the match. There was nobody producing to the extent of a major corporation. This is not a knock on AW. This is a knock on inexperience. No one said, hey, you're both wearing. Oh, no, they're going to wear the lime green. You guys got to wear something different. Or who wants to do the different? Exactly. That's, that, that did not happen. Should it matter? Yeah, for a television product, it should. Because there's times when I'm like, wait, which one was he? Because I couldn't tell the best friends apart. I don't know those guys. Exactly. And like I, I knew said, Helico and I knew Jack Evans, but it was like, ah, oh, guys, this is it's, it's welcome to the end of the era where everyone wore black. It seemed a little uh, amateurish, and I'm yeah, not saying yeah. like the match was good. The match, like I said, it was. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the six man tag match. There was just crap yeah. going on everywhere, and so, it wasn't bad. But that's the was, only negative I had. So Helico is like a lanky, loose AJ Styles. Is how I think of him. Okay. And, He's good, and he didn't really get to showcase that here as much as I've seen him on Lucha Underground because he was kind of all kinds of awesome during that. Um, at one point, Jack Evans is up, and he gets knocked down, and like it's a crucifix, kind of like a razor's edge, but he's faced the other way, so he's falling face first. And the other best friend catches him into a cutter, so it's a it's a razor's edge into an yes. RKO essentially, and he kicks out of it. And this was like the fourth time he kicked out of a massive head thing like that. Now, I get it. The whole thing was, you can't beat Jack Evans. That's where they were going with it. Okay, fine. But they all kind of did that in that match. Well, I, and yeah, that was every This match, was the though, one yeah. where I was like, what in the... Like, how do you top this? Like, no. Again, the crowd's loving it. The crowd, it's working. But you can't have every match do that. I, I can't actually... Just, I can't even remember the finish. What was the finish? I don't remember. I, I literally don't remember. This it. was another but th- one. This, yeah. There were a few times like, man, that's got to be it. Because my brain's like, as a wrestling fan who's knowledgeable, going, they're not going to have him fucking kick out of that. And he did like two more times. Um, it but, was a fun match, but it was forgettable again, like the other one was. Yeah. And I agree. Hey, we, JR got his tougher than the $2 steak line in there. So that yeah. was, that's great. That was and good. you know what? So here's where JR was selling stuff in the old school way of like, selling the move like oh like that that had to hurt he didn't cu- quite catch all of it and things like that where it was it was good but forgive me i don't know if it was marvez or excalibur who was calling things like best friends driver like doing that kind of thing Pretty i was sure like that was marvez if was I marvez correctly because excalibur is like, above that shit for the most okay, part thank you i, I pr- presumed that because he would like oh man with cutter but then marvez calls it by the goofy name the jr you would never hear him say and it was like cutter, like don't call. <laughs> I, it's just not. It's not my style. I get it. It works for what it is. But meanwhile, Jared's like, oh, he's down. Yeah, yeah. I got. I got it. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, it was. It was just. Mm, so was, was your. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I was gonna ask. No, Lee, that was That's all I got. Right? It was. Like, it was just like the the Guevara match. Where it was like, man, that was a colossal, massive, fun train wreck, which some would say is five stars, but I don't remember a damn thing except him kicking out of the cutter thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's another one that um, basically I agree with everything that you guys brought up on this one. Uh, I thought it was fine. I thought best friends who are just like consummate professionals who are just one of the best tag teams in the world. They fucking 
ran a fucking train over those two guys in several spots where they just fucking controlled the match and looked strong and looked great. And then you get all these fucking kickouts of moves that would, like, you know, kill dudes. Like, they, they should have been finishers. And yeah. that just goes back to the, yeah, they're kicking out of 18 finishers every match. And so that that was one of the biggest problems with this. But otherwise, it was, you know, for, for what it was, it was fine. Uh, everyone looked good. So uh, there you go. I, and, I, and yeah, you're good. I was I was going to say about that thing, Bomber, because we talked about kicking out of finishers before and how it can work and establish things and not. But what it did was it didn't make the guys look strong. It made the finishers look weak in this for sure. the opening show. Because now I like I know, oh, these guys can take a beating. Look how strong the AEW roster is. Yeah, they can't put anybody away because they're bad at it. That's what I see. I don't see these guys are resilient. <laughs> I see they can't pull the trigger. It, well, it was the flip side of it because nobody falls to anything. So who, how do you fucking win? Well, you know my fucking opinion on all the finishers. I'll tell you. I that. do. That's why I was like, yeah. I, I'm on board with you on this one. It was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. This was another match to me also where Trent Breda looked amazing compared to everybody else in the match. Kind of like Baker in the last one, mm. uh, dude. Trent Breda, his just his look, his presence was. He looked head and shoulder when him and Jack Evans were in the ring. I'm like. This is a professional wrestler in a ring with a fucking 13-year-old kid. He, he looked yeah. was head and shoulders. He looked so much better than these guys. Just his look, man. He really stood out in the match to me. And I loved I love Chuck Taylor. I, I really do like him. He's a good uh he's I say mainly comedy guy, but he can he can go in the ring. He is um, comedy, but he's like he's like the He's sort of like a funny dad bod wrestler kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? he can go too. Like he can actually go. So I, I respect I respect him for that. I, I respect him. Um, but overall, another one of those. It was a good match, but can't remember much from it. So moving on to the next match, it was a six woman tag. I didn't know any of these people. I heard of Aja Kong going into it. I I've never heard of any of these girls coming out. Um, so. I I guess we'll go with Scott first. What was your what were your thoughts on uh, this six woman tag match here? I knew who Aja Kong was from the '95 Survivor Series. Wow, going way back because there was a Japanese set of, like a Japanese team, and uh, I remember Chaparita. Sorry, because she flipped around in red. Like this is like memories of yesteryear, twenty something years ago. Um, but Aja Kong was supposed to be a monster to take on the women's champ under Blaze, blah, 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 never happened. She threw the belt in the trash. There we go. Uh. Um, I saw lots of people love this match. I thought it was a sloppy clusterfuck. Yeah, it sucked. It, it, like, there's bits oh. like, oh man, this is great. Like, no, it's, they're, like, they're whiffing. It's bad. It looks kind of embarrassing. And yet, it, okay, it, sometimes it's all right. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it works. Okay, I can get it. The part that I loved was when they counted the three when it was only a two. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, now, the ref is like, two, and the bell rings. And she's like, no fucking isn't. Like, the look on her face is like, I'm going to kill that ring, the, the bell guy. Yeah. That, that was and the music plays, and she's like, she's like, no, two. It, and it was the, uh, it was the girl who got penned music, yeah, too. She covered it perfectly. I didn't realize that part. But the ref was like, no, fucker. Like, she didn't say a word, but the like yeah. death glare. It the was look. amazing. Yep. Perfect cover. Because the referee's in charge. That's how you do the sport of wrestling. Now, Actually, was that planned? <clears throat> no, but it worked. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Yeah. There was, and it worked around. Now, there, the whole thing with their who they were, this is a dumb thing. But this is where a graphic designer, video type person like me thinks. The Titantrons for the first girl set of girls came out and they had like their three names come up and like some Japanese characters. 
And then the other team came out with their Titantron name. I say Titantron, but you know what I mean. And they had their names come up in the same font as the, the first set. Yeah. It's like, just pick a different font. Because, <laughs> oh, because does that mean they're all together because they're Japanese? That That's the Japanese font? Or, like, why? Like, that's such a simple little thing. Because now you're like, well, who's who? I, why, are they all the same? Like, are they friends? What's going on? Because think of it for the crowd in attendance. They don't know why they just see six women are going to fight now. Yeah. There's no, they have no commentary even. And the commentary we had, it was like, this is just like kind of a legends match where there's two aces and their trainees from either sides are fighting. I'm like, okay, that's kind of neat. That's interesting to see this go through. It, I didn't like the match. I know people loved it, but it was like, it was, I, I could see the glimpses, but there was a lot of, Ooh, oops. That's, Oh no. Yeah. I so. was actually in the camp that I did like the match. I, I there off there were botches there were some miscues in there um in the match I I will say that but I overlook some of that stuff sometimes and I this match I didn't really hold it against them too much because they made up for it with some brutal fucking shit Aja Kong I'll go into my little part right here Aja Kong was fucking awesome she was beating the fuck out of those girls oh my Dude, god see so that's why Awesome Kong has her name. Yeah, it was dude. A, it was amazing Kong. That was awesome Kong. Uh, yeah. She took her DNA. She got it from Aja Kong, literally. Oh so, man, yeah. I was when she came down to the ring. I felt really bad because it looked like she could barely walk, and she was. I looked it up too, and she's like, I think fifty eight or fifty nine years old. And I'm like, oh my god, this yeah. could be. I yeah. was I was no, like, this is right. going to be bad. She can barely walk, but yeah. she can still beat up a motherfucker. Oh, dude, she got in that ring and. I fucking loved it. I really I, like her her stuff uh, specifically. She to me was awesome in this match. I loved it. I really enjoyed her parts because she beat the fuck out of those girls and the, her look, like her pre, like her face, her facial expressions after she would do it, it's like yeah, fuck you. I'm a badass. She, it was so good, she, dude. She always reminded me of a female Vader. Is how it was. It's like, uh, I, I can beat yes. you up and I don't give a fuck. That's it, a beautiful like, she had gloves, right? That's it, a beautiful she, comparison. Yeah. It was just like a female Vader. It was awesome. She's awesome. Yep. Uh, I yeah. really enjoyed that. But I will go back to what I was saying earlier. Somebody that stood out. It wasn't. I mean, she did stand out, but not as much as when I say a superstar presence was the Sheeta girl. Oh, man. She she had the look, the the main, the captain of the other team. I, I don't know how to pronounce her first name. He, he I'm trying to remember. Was it there was the Freddie Mercury girl? There was no. the girl in red. There was the girl. It was with the girl like with the with the, hair. It was the girl with the sword. The uh, the ha, he cut a little he cut like a little white skirt. No, like, that was I, Riho. OK, so the other one, the, <laughs> pretty the, much it, cause I think I named all five. five yeah, the main one. she was the main girl for her team. Uh, gotcha, she, gotcha. she looked fantastic as far as. Mm-hmm. A superstar, a lot like Britt Baker, like somebody that you could easily see in a WWE spotlight, somebody that really stood out as looking like a professional wrestler um, above the other girls. Um, She looked fantastic. Unfortunately, she looked like she was having some wardrobe malfunctions. Her pants were like ripping some. Yeah. Um, But I don't know if that's why she wasn't involved as much, because for the middle part of that match, she was nowhere to be seen. And when she finally got in, I noticed her pants were ripped. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It was a hot tag. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if that's what happened why she wasn't in there as much but she looked great she got the actual finish but with uh one thing i do want to comment on the botched finish when you know the miscount with the music and everything the another production problem uh i I don't know who you know was running that and who was responsible for that but jr actually really stood out to me there when everybody was booing you know doing the you fucked up chant and all that kind of stuff as you know you'd expect 
uh, Jr. was like he played that part perfect because he was he pointed out oh, the the referees calls the final call. You know, you people need to get over it. Like he was pointing out that the referees the final call, as she was saying too. So everybody yep. that was like booing and cheering yep. and whatnot, he was telling them basically like shut the fuck up. Like this is she's the one that has the say. Well, I really like that part for Jr. Um, but I was in the camp of liking this match. So Lee, what were your thoughts? I didn't like it all that much. I just sort of like stopped watching it. Uh, I was seeing so much sloppy stuff that I was just kind of like casually watching it and doing other things while I was watching it. And um, it was, I I just, I felt like it fell apart and I got nothing really else else to say about it. Gotcha. Yeah. To me, the highlights were Aja Kong and Sheeta, but here's, here's the other perspective. And I know, am I being harsh on it? Yeah. Because if people say it's perfect, I'm going to tell you why it's not. There was a lot of sloppy stuff, sure. But also, again, what's the context? Why are these six women on an AEW pay-per-view? Are they going to be there all the time, or was there a showcase? I, think, I don't even know that. I think she Are they part of the women's roster, or are they just six women who showed up from Japan to be a talent showcase? I don't know. Sheeta is the girl who I was referencing. She actually is... I did more research on it and like looked into her after the match. I was like, who is mm-hmm. this girl? She looks awesome. Like what's her backstory? And she actually is moving to America because she got signed by a, there you go. So it, it makes perfect sense. That. Yeah. It that, makes perfect sense that, that she got the win context. Um, there, there was a graphic for some, someone else, somebody's like Sadie Gibbs. I think it was like there's some, a woman in a ring who was like, a, it was a promo during yes. that. I was like, Oh cool. So we're, that's building the roster. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I didn't even know while watching this match, if this was building the roster, or if it was a showcase, because that's, I mean, showcase matches happen. Like you get your RVD and Sabu for fuck's sake over an impact again. And then they stick around. Is it a showcase? Are we building to a roster or what? I think it was like both. Like, I it's think all I kind of, yeah. It's, it's the simpleness of this wrestling. Like, Oh, we're simple wrestling. Yeah. But yeah, I still don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I think it was both. Cause they were making a big statement. Haven't having uh, Aja Kong on and yeah, she'd yeah. have taken the win over it. I think it was building her up and, you know, kind of doing the showcase, having the other girls That's cool. there, too. Um, you, got a, you got three men in the booth. One of them can say that. Now that you mentioned that, uh, you kind of uh, brought something to my attention that happened actually on the buy-in where you had the librarians. The, this is the stuff that I am not a big oh, fan I of. Oh, I forgot about that. This is the stuff that I am not a big fan of as far as, you know, it's not for everybody. This stuff wasn't for me. I can't stand this whole library gimmick thing. It's, it's too... On the nose, I guess you can say for me. Um, no, what, they, what, what were your guys' thoughts on that? Did you see it? I hate the librarian thing from the start because it was like, who is the librarian? And people submitted all their shit for who the librarian is. And then they announced one and another. And now they're upset over, like, I'm the librarian. No, I'm the librarian. I'm the tag team champions. No, I am. Well, at least we know that they want to be tag champs, Brian and Kane, back in the day because it was tag team championship. What the fuck is the librarian and who cares if you are or not? Yeah. yeah, stupid. It's this little, yeah, it's just nitpicky stuff, but uh, that's some of the stuff that I am not into as far as what I'm going to not really pay attention to. Well, at so the very least, Aja Kong's only 48. No. Was it 48? Okay. Yeah, I don't remember there's eight in there. Well, she now, looked way older than 48 then. Oh, she's been through wars since the 90s. Oh, man. Either way, I was, she, I loved it. At least if the librarian thing would work toward a match or some context, it would be okay. But I think it, it, I think it will. I thought it was actually supposed to be on the show because when I saw them backstage, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I thought they were supposed to be doing this match, but I guess no, it's probably no, later. God, no, there's never been a match announced. They just shh each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, mo- moving yeah. on. Yeah. M- moving on. Uh, my personal, fa- I think a lot of people's personal favorite match of the night, Cody Rhodes versus, uh, versus Dustin Rhodes. Oh, before you go, before you do that. 
Sure. The lead-in for this, after the whatever backstage thing happened and whatever, it went to the three-man booth, and Jim Ross got fucking lost. He Did didn't he? know where they were. He said as much, didn't know what to say, but covered it well by saying, well, it's, I mean, it's personal. I guess that's where we're at. And it was for Cody and Dustin. So he played off being lost into why he was lost. And it was quite good when they filled him in. So I just want to mention that. It was a production goof up because he didn't know where the fuck he was. Is there a lead play-by-play guy running through the show? <laughs> but they covered it. So yeah, it's okay. There, there was but a couple of those in the booth. That guy yeah. that you were talking about, Martinez or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know. The, the Alex other... Marvez. Marve- that the guy. guy. Who was on the left. Yeah, that guy, he brought something. I don't know if this was that same little spot where they were in the booth where it showed him. Um, he said something and they were like, actually, nope, it's this. It was a they were talking about a date of a show. Oh, yeah. And they oh, were like, nope, that's not the right date. And he's like, oh, yeah. OK. Oh, no, they even had a bit like that when they were going through the rundown of the card. They were like, and there will be the tag team championship and the graphics gone already. It's over to Cody and Dustin. Like, oh, and also this. Like, they timing wise, it was good. Yeah. All right. But yeah, they did the package for Cody and Dustin, and yes, yeah, sorry. So yeah, I, I I like the the story that they had going into this. You know, the whole they they did it well. They built it up very well. This is the only like match that was actually built up to me besides the tag team title match. Oh, the Jericho. That's a lie. The the last three matches were built up relatively well. The Jericho and Omega was pretty decent too. Yeah, but that one has history. So yeah, this one here, Cody Dustin. The the match was, uh, dude. One of my favorite matches I've seen in a long time. Um, and everybody talks about how, you know, match of the year contenders. To me, this is probably going to be one near the end. We will see. Um, I personally loved it. What were your guys' uh, thoughts? Scott, you want to go first? I've been hogging. I was going to say I have Lego first. But oh, okay. I'll, just, I'll just mention it briefly that Dustin um, may have put himself at the top of the Muda scale. When he was literally pouring blood like a faucet at one point, it's oh, like yeah. his face, his face was painted red for half of it. <laughs> the unpainted side was more red than the painted side. That was a bad it, move. That they should have. He should have come out in like a white costume with white face paint. Oh, yeah, something. Yeah, that'd like, be crazy. Like it was. It was. I don't know. Yeah, but okay. So the match is so much more memorable than the other ones we'd seen thus far. It, we all kind of knew that this would be what it could be. But we I, I even said, I'm worried they're going to be able to pull it off. I said that going in. I said that Thursday beforehand. They proved me wrong, but they also kind of proved that of well, my hope at the same time. Like, I hope they can do it. They fucking did. It was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it had all the drama that you want out of classic professional wrestling. Attitude era, current, whatever you want, any kind of era. Like, th- this would have worked in any time. Yep. It, it's how I'm kind of looking. It was a timeless match, is how I look at it. Um, they had the thing with Brandy, and she got pulled out by DDP because he's an exec. Sure. All right. <laughs> but Brandy's a kind of an owner of the. Whatever. Fuck it. Um, but Bomber, you skipped over something clear here. Yeah. In uh, that there was a throne. Yeah. I, for I Cody's was, entrance. I want to talk about the match first, then we okay, would go we'll come to back the, to that. Okay. Yeah. Then we'd go so, to the throne segment. The match itself, I loved it. It, it, like people were like, "Oh, Brandy speared him when he was blading, and it fucked it up." Because the moment he was out there for that, I'm like, "He's blading. This is just a distraction." Did they fuck up when he was blading, or did he just be like, "I'm going all out. It's been 20 years since I could." Whatever. <laughs> Who knows? We don't know. But it was ridiculous, and they worked with it because he was missing stuff, and it was slippery, and this and that, and they were able to really incorporate it. 
And not for nothing, but Jim Ross sold this because he's like, well, I think, what, what did he say at one point? Like, I've known these men since they were children. I've seen yeah. them with their father growing up. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's more personal than ever. And Marvez, uh, he had a great line. It's like, this match has been 33 years in the building. Why 33? That's how old Cody is. There you go. Oh, fuck. That's good. That that's good, good shit. That's good. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the match, yes. Yep. All right. Uh, Lee? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, probably the best built uh, match as far as heat goes. I mean, they already did this feud in WWE, so it was kind of here. They got to you know have the the old school bloodbath that their dad would have had, you know, instead. So that plays off fairly well. And uh, Dustin carried um, uh, fucking Cody pretty well. Um, they both did good in the, in in the in-ring stuff, uh, so I, I enjoyed that, um, again, too many finishers, I think, uh, a little too much of that shit, like, I think the match maybe went about five minutes too long, they could have shortened it a little bit, and all the old, old side stuff with the sort of Hunter and Stephanie comparisons and all the throne breaking and all that bullshit was distracting, and I could have done without it, but, um, overall, really good match, and probably my favorite match on the show, and, uh, Actually, I have to step out now and go to work. So, uh, oh, uh, so I have to say good night, guys. Okay, all right, man. We'll take it easy. Okay, have a good night. All right. Well, looks like it's just you and me for the the last two here. We got um, this. We got this. Yeah, it'll be fine. I I, I, I want to give my feedback real quick for this match here. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as Cody Rhodes, I, I looked over to Red, who was over at my house watching it, and I said, "This is the best Cody Rhodes match I've ever seen before." I was like, this This was, it, it, to me, it was so good. Um, as far as Dustin carrying him all the way, I, I don't know how much of it was carrying him or how much of it was just such good storytelling just between the two. Um, but, man, there was so much emotion in this match the whole time. You could see Dustin Rhodes was taking, you know, uh, sentons on the outside of the ring, off the ring yeah. apron and stuff. Just stuff that he's never, like, never really done before. And you could just see that they were going all out and stuff. And when the blood came in, it was obviously too much. He didn't mean to do it that bad. But it added so much more to the match. And it, it lets you realize how important it's been so long since we've seen like real bloodbaths and wrestling and stuff. It, it re- lets you realize how important blood can be in matches and how more impactful it is. Yes, you don't want it in every goddamn match and stuff. It's not CZW. You don't want it in every match. But it, it really put a big impact on this match for me uh, personally and helped with the story and how Dustin's bleed. He's basically looks like he's bleeding to death in the ring, but he's not going to stop. He's not going to give up. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to beat his brother. And yeah, like you said, it got slippery. They got on that top rope and it was scary for a minute when they came off that top rope. It looked like they were about to eat it because he obviously was bleeding for fucking 20 minutes going into that spot. So um, in the end, I will say this is a match that did suffer by so many. Oh, I think a lot of the matches suffered by the the false finishes, but there were so many false finishes throughout the match that when it when it finally did end, it it was a little. I will say it was a just a hair flat as far as the finish because you've already went through all these other crazy finishes and then it just finished with just another one of the same moves they already did. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it wasn't even as clean either. I didn't feel that for this one, but I said that was about that's going to happen for some people. So sure. it had it happened to you it, for in this one. So it's I'm not disputing it at all because it yeah. didn't happen for me. 
but I mean, yeah, and I don't want to make it sound like it really like I it may it hurt the match at all. Really, it it, it just. It didn't seem to have that oomph at the very, yeah. very end. I still loved, loved this match. I think the main event, the same exact thing happened in the main event, by the way. But this, um, yeah, yeah. What's this up? is probably Cody's best match. I didn't even think of that, but I'm like, yeah, it is the best one I've ever oh, seen. Oh, I've I've um, seen him in a decent amount, like all his Ring of Honor stuff. Uh, I saw, I mean, definitely in WWE. He really never had anything outstanding in WWE. Let's be honest. But um, yeah, yeah. I think this was his best match ever, in my opinion. No, I, I something we didn't even mention, but the little cartwheel Stardust thing he did that was oh, good, dude. That's, so oh, oh, and by the way, you were so talking cool. about they proved you wrong. I will say this: I am proud that I was I was super into this match beforehand, and I said this is the match that I wanted to see more than any others, and I knew yep. they were going to do good because yep. this is the match with the story, and that's why I'm mm-hmm. also happy that this match stood out above the others because it was a story driven match when. You know, this is a company where a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, that's that can be in the, the background they're kind a, of. Yeah, they're a T-shirt company, whatever. No, they, they know where to do it. And they're going to get there yeah. with having matches and encounters and things like they're doing where you end up with stuff where history just develops. Yeah, we're going to get that like Paige and MJF is already kind of a thing. And you can go from there. So, yeah, um, yeah. something. The, the, so the whole the whole throne thing. Let's do Let's, it. When the opening was happening, it was like it's all gold. Is that for gold dust, or is Cody mocking him? And it revealed the throne. I was, and it's it's a Triple H looking throne. It is. Oh, it's Cody comes out there, a and, exact replica, by the way. Of yeah, I forgot what show it was, but Triple H almost had the exact same with the the way the spikes were coming out. They were the yep. exact same position. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was it was that it was obvious. Everybody knew. The crowd was like, oh, and Cody and Brandy come out, and Brandy's almost looking at it like, what the hell is this? You almost think it's like it's a mockery thing by Gold Dust, Dustin Rhodes. Maybe he's okay. Then he goes and Brandy gets out a sledgehammer and does the whole like hold it like Triple H and gives it to Cody, who goes up to it and hits it. And it like cracks and Pyro goes off with a boom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the fuck was that? I hated that. Their uh, whole thing is they don't want to do hokey gimmick stuff. And they literally did that. You know what would have been better is if you just beat the shit out of it. And if you watch Being the Elite that came out afterwards, that's what he does. Yes, you know what? I saw that. He was, like, hitting the sides off. Three or four times and knocks pieces off. That would have been infinitely better. Where, like, I don't need cheap gimmicks to get over. And yet, what did it turn into? A cheap gimmick. Probably wasn't cheap. Probably expensive. (laughs) But it it was just a cheap gimmick. That's all it was. At the same time, I have no problem with Cody and Brandy doing the world's best Triple H and Stephanie impression that you never knew you wanted. (laughs) <laughs> that's really what it is. It's a, if they may slip into that, they need to be careful because a lot of people like fucking hate Stephanie. But I saw a lot of Stephanie in Brandied on this show, just this yep. one show. So they need to be careful with that part. Um, I will say this: it, I, I agree, it did come off a little hokey, a little corny. But I like, I like the idea of it. Him smashing the throat as soon as he pulled, as soon as Brandy pulled out the sledgehammer, I, ge- I gave the reaction like. Oh fuck! It's all like I—I I was like mm-hmm. they got me. They got me. I was like, oh shit! This is yeah. shots legit. fired. Yeah. Now they asked him about it too, and he's like, I want to play ball. I'm—I'm going to do what I got to do. And it's fair. Like you, the smaller one attacks the bigger one to get noticed, to get attention. Yeah. And you should never attack down unless it's like as dismissive, like they've—you've been stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, okay, do that, but don't do that every time because now people are going to be like. Oh, I wonder what it's going to be like, how he's going to mock them at all out. Well, no, no, you don't want that. You that now it's becoming a thing where I'm going to mock a thing. 
It's not exactly. just a cool thing that Cody does. That's the fine line. That's why you can't do it every time. You can do it in September and you can do it in May. Sure. But yeah. Don't do it in June and July and August. I, and that, that's that's the fine line. I'll say this. Uh, I don't know. I, I even after the show, I we probably I, actually I'll save that for after once we finish up because it's more of an overall type deal. Um, any, anything else going on, uh, that you want to talk about this match? Anything before, after anything? Uh, no, I mean, there was the bit when Dusty or Dustin apparently was taking his boots off. He said this in an interview and then Cody comes in there and says, no, no, you don't get there. I signed a match for next month with the young bucks because they're the best team out there Yep. and I don't need a partner. I don't need a friend. I need my older brother and they hug and they walk out together. Yeah. Now here's how. I, I guess important or how impactful wrestling can be. Um, obviously I've been watching it for, it seems like forever now that was, you know, an emotion, emotional moment right there. I felt that really deep. Now, Jess, my girlfriend who's watching, she doesn't know who the fuck these guys are. She doesn't know who Dustin Rhodes has never heard of him before. She's heard of Cody. Um, and she got, she got teared up from that. She had no, she doesn't not even, remotely mm-hmm. into what the story is and she got emotional from that man that that shows you how when you got a good story and you got good storytelling that shows you how impactful it can actually be and how you know emotional they can make it and it, it was just to me everything about this match was done really really well mm-hmm. yes I, I agree the the little and pyro with the, the the sledgehammer part was was a little weak yeah. but i like the idea of that I like the yeah, idea. Oh yeah, of that. I, I like the idea of it. it. Was like, oh, they did. Oh, that was that was a bad idea. It was like that. They shouldn't have done it that way. The smoke. The smoke was the thing that really. I was like, oh man, that looks just really corny. But yeah, yeah. Um, now the other interesting thing about this is they often said like they wanted to have the match at Mania, but they were told it doesn't deserve a Mania match. Mm-hmm. So they had like a blow off at Fastlane, and that was it, and it was crap. And they're like, we never got to have the match we wanted. Now we get to have it. It's one of those classic cases. Where, yeah, you might not have had, got to have it on the grandest stage of them all, where you think it is deserved. And admittedly, it is a deserved match to be a WrestleMania, brother versus brother. No, Sure. Like, the, the Hardys even had that, but it wasn't that great. But they still, like, it's one of those things where no one would bat an eye if you were going to have Goldust versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania to blow off this feud. With Dusty Rhodes there and things like, like at the time, like, no one would have said, like, that doesn't deserve there. Mm-hmm. You can position that, obviously, with these guys knowing what they're doing. It belongs on Mania. But, never happened. Yeah. And now here we are where it's like, it's better for it. It's it, better it now because they both have chips on their shoulder. They both have this. They have their own avenue. Should it have happened over there? Absolutely. Is it better now because it didn't? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah it, yeah, it helps so. with the story because if it did, they wouldn't have had that element. And obviously, if they had to match it at uh, WrestleMania, it wouldn't have been nearly as good as this one was. Um, no, but no, I agree with that. Yeah. And it would have been lost in the shuffle. It would have been a match on a five-hour show at the time yep. um, among many others, and it would have been like a moment. Yeah. This instead was like a focal point of the show, like it deserves to be. Mm-hmm. I will 100% admit that. Absolutely. Yep. Now, so, me and Lee yeah. both said it was our favorite match of the show. Was this your favorite match, or was it something oh, else? I would, I would say it's this one, I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I would agree with that, yeah. All right, so I guess let's let's move on here. We got two more matches, and you know what? From I think that point on, I think the pay per view was it, it it went from a really good pay per view to a fucking I would almost say borderline great pay per view. These last three matches, to me, in my opinion, were super fucking good. Oh the, yeah, they the were stuff, on all cylinders at this point. Yeah, yeah, the stuff before it was good, but it wasn't like 
top tier shit, in my opinion. These last three were top tier shit. In this next match, the Young Bucks defeated the Lucha Bros, Pentagon and Phoenix, for the uh, AAA tag titles. Um, oh, oh, we should mention, I forget if it was before or after this, but they had the world title announcement. Okay. Oh, holy fuck. Yes, that is important. That is important because uh, you know, you know, I love, I love Bret Hart. I think, I, I think you probably find him pretty important too. I came out of my chair when the guy started saying the best there is. I'm like, what? The best there was. Holy shit! Yeah. So yeah, I was on board. Um, very nice Bret Hart mock uh, knockoff music. Cool logo version. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, that belt looked fucking heavy. Oh god, he could barely hold it. Yeah, but then Adam Page comes out. And then so does MJF to talk shit, which I'm on board. That's all good. All of that's good. And then so does Jimmy Havoc, uh, Jimmy Havoc no, and Jungle Boy. No, then Jungle Boy, then Jimmy Havoc. I'm like, all right, we're establishing some upper tier guys here, I guess, who are going after the world belt along with these guys. Um, but it was just a cool thing to have these guys in there because it, it seems like Brett likes Adam Page. But he also really likes MJF because he couldn't oh. stop smiling when he was getting mocked. You and MJF yeah. went into him on it. Like, he was like, you look at me, old man. Oh, it was fucking good. It, it was everything I wanted from it. And then they cut back while they're brawling in the crowd to Bret Hart's holding the belt up. And they didn't get a clear shot of it. And let me see the belt. And, that yeah. was a production miscue. Yeah, somebody yep. messed something yep. up there. Um, it's a nice belt. It's a big belt. It's a busy looking belt. It's also not much to it belt. But eh, it it looks like a world title should look if you're trying to make something stand out. And that's a good thing. So it's just not like the best ever, like they were saying. It's the most gorgeous belt. No, it isn't. Yeah, (laughs) I'm glad you said that. I I was trying to think of a word to describe it. Busy is very good. Um, It's busy. It reminds me of, I know people said like the IWGP belt. Yeah. It reminds me of the TNA belt they had. Um, after the good one that had the TNA logo in it, they had another one, which was all like one color. And I couldn't make out a damn thing on it when like Kurt Angle had it and stuff. It was like, what the hell is on that belt? Yeah, that's it was was one of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think it'll grow on me as far as the design goes, but yeah, right off the bat, it was impressive. It was big, but Mm -hmm. I, I agree. It's hard to see like what it is. It just looks like a gold blob, a big gold blob almost. It's one of those things, I'll have no problem with it. Like, it's just like, oh, that's interesting. And yet, and like, after a few months of it, I'll be like, yeah, I could draw that from memory. It'll be one, it's just, it's fine. It's, it is better than a lot of belts, a hundred percent. Yeah. But it's, it, there's nothing really stand out about it to me to be like, that's the best one I've ever seen. And of course, people go, what is your favorite one? Well, the big gold belt's better. Yeah, the, yeah, WCW. The yeah. Winged Eagle is probably better. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't like the round one, but the classic I, I saw US titles like, better, and I can keep going. Like, uh, People have different likes, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I saw people right comparing it to the 24-7 title. I'm like, shut the fuck up. One's a gimmick, fa- like a gimmick fun title. The other one's a yeah. goddamn world title. You can't even compare the two. But yes, will, obviously the million times better than the 24-7 belt because it does look stupid. But I do like the people saying, like, this is a real eye-opening way to look into the mindset of two companies I'm like well kind of one is showing this is going to be our belt overall and people are going to want this thing and we're going to call it the best thing ever cool no that's fine you're getting it over that's fantastic the other one is 
we're trying to make our third hour of one of our four TV shows interesting. Yeah, it's like it's basically like I said, a comedy right. belt. It's a gimmick yeah, comedy it's belt. Fine. Yeah. yeah, it's not the top tier thing. So stop comparing that. That's that yeah. literally is apples and oranges when you put it that way. So. Yeah, but um, but uh, the one thing I will say about the little uh. Or another thing I should say, I will say about the little belt presentation is I felt bad for Bret Hart because he fucked up so much stuff he was saying. I'm like, did they oh. not? Or it, I don't know if it's just his. He's just old. I, it could it could be that, but he said, you know, the the world title match later on tonight, and I'm like, nope, that's not happening. That's yeah, not. it's a, it's a it's an honor to be here. Like I defended the world title here, and honor to see another world title match tonight. Yeah, so, I'm like what. Know. In the, in the winner of this beautiful belt, in a you know, in a next month or in a few months, it's been a long time. Yeah, and the crowd was like, "Ah, it's Brett," and they're when, laughing at him. When it. he I'm came, like, ah, it's cool. It's yeah, fun. he saved that one part when he's like, "Ah, it's been a long time." Now that part yeah. was good. I he was, he saved yeah. it there. Yeah, but I just um, felt I saw, a little bad. I but. saw a recap someone wrote on like Four One Mania where they were like, "Already AEW has used Bret Hart better than WCW ever did." That's funny. That's uh, <laughs> that's funny. I will say again, out of. I, I, can't, I can't stress this enough, and this will be basically the whole, whenever, I, whenever I talk about AEW, I'm going to tell you how much I love MJF, but he shines yep. so well in this segment. God damn, he is... I'm going to be better than you. I'll be the best there is, the best there was, and the best... Ah, I'm not even going to finish that. Screw you. I'm going to be better than you ever were. Yeah, he's like... That, oh, my God, yes. He's that's like, that's awesome. a stupid saying anyway. Like it was. It's dumb, yeah. <laughs> and then he pulled the, like, oh, watch out, a Rastafarian hat guy or whatever. Like, it was... Oh. Yeah, it, I was hoping someone would do that. I was hoping he's going to attack him, honestly, that he would do it. Yeah, for those who got uh, introduced to MJF, I hope you guys uh, like him because, goddamn, he's so fun, so good. That guy, he literally came in as like a cocky prick that Cody was like, I don't like him, but I do like him. That's why I like him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be at all in. And it was like, who's this guy? This guy kind of Cody found, whatever. And yet now it was like, fuck. He's like, at Lee would say, he's a better version of The Miz. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, he, he way. And I can understand uh, yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand that because he's trying to be this like whatever kind of gimmick guy, but on an independent level. But he's pulling it off. It's not this like I've got the same suit for every time. No, he looks like the Miz kind of gimmick like, wise. Yeah. But he says like, oh, you hate him so much more. He's he's that good. I, I don't like Miz. I like I like Miz is what he is, but he's like, he's just, he's doing it better. He's, it's like, like I said with Bailey and Kylie Ray. It's like, yeah, I don't know who's a copy of who, but that one's better. And I think MJF is better. Yeah, I can tolerate, I can tolerate Bailey. I cannot tolerate well, Kylie Ray, but um, MJF, he's that good. And he's only like 22 or 23 years old. That's scary. That is, Oh my God. That really? is, yeah. Uh, let me hold on. He's, I, he's their future. He's going to take the belt off of Adam page. I think he's he's a future world champion for this company. 23, 20, 23 years old. And he's that good. Tell me right now. Would you be surprised to see him in WWE? I wouldn't. I, I wanted him to go. I, he's OK. You know, you, you know me. CZW, baby. He's a CZW former world champion. He was he's mm-hmm. been there a long. He's he used to. He was there for a long time. Um, I was blown away. I got the same feeling from him that I got from John Moxley when he was there. Back in the day, and I guess I think some of you know who he is by now. Um, you could tell he's in the news. I hear, yeah, yeah. You could tell back in the day. Uh, you could tell he's something special. I got that same exact feeling from MJF than I did from Moxley, and I was hoping so much that he was going to go to WWE. But I mean, I have no problem with him being an AEW. If he's going to be a top guy there, I'll be more than happy with that. 
Um, it is fun that we have a new company establishing things where we're going to have a whole fresh new list of best to never be in WWE. <laughs> it's been true. a while. It's been a long while, but we're going to start getting some like that with your Adam Pages and your MJFs and stuff. He's like, all right, yeah. let's let's start making a new list. It's interesting. He's so young that I still I have no doubts that he will be in WWE at one point in time. Oh, yeah. Um, like who knows what the future holds with these companies and stuff, but he's too good not for not to be bought out by WWE. WWE well, one day will pay whatever they want for him. I'm telling you. Cuz he's their kind of thing. Like it's a I don't want to call it safe, but you know what I mean? It's very up their alley for what it kind of can be. Like he doesn't rely on the blood or the this or the that. He's, he's a, a cocky prick. He's a yeah, superstar. We can that. He's a superstar. Yeah. He looks like he could already be there now and no one would bat an eye. Sure. Yeah, he's got a a ton of charisma. Um yep. so anyway, and yes. And it's a matter of time with him that young and if AEW 10 years Will he be there that whole 10 years? Probably not. How much can you accomplish? Eventually, you'll want to try your things and be like, you know what? Could if I you, cut it over there? Let's see. Think about that. You just say, t- like, for example, AW 10 years from now. Say everything goes perfect. AW is doing good. 10 years from now, he'll still only be 33 years old. Yeah, he'll be a multi-time now. champion. Probably have their tag title a few times. That's how this stuff usually works. Yeah. And he could be like, you know what? I'm getting a million dollar offer or more or whatever to go over there. Let's ply my trade. Yeah. And by that point, people are like, oh, but Vince will hate it because he didn't create it. He'll treat him like Sting and all these other things. He treats AJ Styles properly. He'll treat others properly. He's got to like it. And he'll That's like true. an MJF. It, he also might not be there in 10 years. I was about to say, you said 10 years. And then I was like, well, you know what? Nah, Vince will still be there in fucking 10 years. Yeah, he'll never die. Yeah, he's got at least right. 25 years left in him. Goddamn. Yeah, so sorry. Then we now have the only title match of the show was the AAA yeah. um, tag title. Yes. Uh, this I I, I uh, another really good match. It was better than the other tag match, the best friends in Helico and Jack Evans. Mm-hmm. But again, I got I, a lot of the elements, the details and stuff. This match really got lost to me as far as you know things that happened in the match. Was it good? Fuck yeah, it was. It was very good. Um, the I think the intensity was brought up a little more in this match than some of the other matches earlier on. But still, unfortunately. I can't remember a lot of it. I do like it. I did like it, but I can't remember a lot from it. What was uh, what was your uh, uh, thoughts on it? Well, that's how I feel about a lot of Young's Box matches. Um, there's just something about them where they kind of do all this stuff and go all out. And yet, I'm, I'm not knocking them, but you look at them, you're like, they're like a couple of young Hardy Boys. I don't sure. see that from them, but that's just what they do. Okay. And I've gotten used to it. That's just how they are with Young Bucks. I, okay, okay. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, Pentagon Jr. can do no wrong. I've been saying that for a year now since last year's Slammiversary with Callahan, and my God, mm-hmm. it's still holding true. Um, I loved a lot of the spots in the match. There was one part where Phoenix like bounces off the ropes, kicks a guy, jumps over here, goes over, yes. bounces off, head scissors someone else. Holy fuck. It yeah. was insane. And the Bucks did a couple moments like that, but his was just flawless. Um, yeah. I see a lot of, I mean, I don't know if it's the style of the mask, but I see a lot of Rey Mysterio in him as far as, you know, oh, early, yeah. early Mysterio when Mysterio was going Absolutely. crazy, crazy. Um, I see a lot of that in Phoenix. So, yep. I mean, that's a compliment. That's a good thing, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. Yeah, um, yeah I, lo- I really like the match. Um, it was a completely different style to, obviously, Cody and Dustin, which oh, is yeah. how you book a wrestling show. That's how that's how you do it. Um. Hell, even having the world title thing after Cody and Dustin gave the audience time to be like, ah, okay. You know what I mean? Like that kind of moment. And then you're going to need your breath because these guys are coming up. But I remember the cool bits here and there. 
I don't remember the finish. We're back to that again. We're like, how did it end? Again? Um, I believe it was, there was a lot of hype going into this match. I was actually talking to Red about this. I was like, oh, there was a lot of hype about the Young Bucks supposed to be debuting a new finisher. Um, and I am oh, not oh, yeah, yeah. too familiar with the Young Bucks. I've seen several, I've seen a handful of their matches uh, in Ring of Honor. I think Ring of Honor is the only place. I, I saw a little bit of their TNA stuff, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> um, and I really don't know what their finisher is. I think it was like the Meltzer driver or some, something yeah, like where that. Where one does the flip into the pile driver of and, the other. And that's what they, that's the, that was the finish to this match. But I don't know what this new finisher was. I remember they did a Motor City Machine Gun tribute ma- uh, uh, yep. move that was fantastic and looked yeah. crazy. But the, uh, the announcers never mentioned it. They never, nothing stood out to me what their no, new finisher they, was. They talked about there being one, but they never actually had it. Yeah, if they did, I um, I missed it because I'm not too familiar with them. But um, their finisher, the finish of the match was, it was their, the Meltzer driver thing. You know what I didn't like about the match? They What's were talking that? about how the Young Bucks were rusty. Yes. Because they hadn't wrestled since the January 4th Tokyo Dome show, which is true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but the Lucha Brothers had wrestled, like, they wrestled last night in Tijuana and flew here on a red eye. Yeah. yeah. And, like, okay, cool. They've been dead. They've had 22 matches this year. The Bucks have had two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But, oh, they're rusty. And they had, like, a video package of them, like, screwing stuff up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're telling me that the Young Bucks, who aren't on their A game right now, are still better than the Lucha Brothers. I see. No, no, just have them be like, hey, we haven't had a match in a while, but we're still that damn good. That's all. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, it, why is that the story you're telling? And they they won that. It's like, uh, it makes the other guys not look as good. I when you I, do shit like that, I can see because I would have saying. no problem with the Bucks winning straight up. But subpar young Bucks are who won this match, and they did have a lot their of own story. And they did have a lot of spots where they were like showing that they were rusty, where they were bumping into each other and they were knocking each other out of the ring on accident and stuff like that. They yeah, did have I, a lot of spots, but yeah, I, I didn't. You know what? I really actually didn't think about it until you brought it up. That it's interesting. Kind of annoying, right? It is interesting how the young bucks, when they're not on their A game or B game or whatever, they can still beat the Lucha Bros, who are supposed to be the world's greatest tag team, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, yeah. Very. I, I didn't think about that. He just brought that up. Um, and when you when you try, it, I, I will not fault them for trying to tell the stories and trying to go these routes. But I've seen a lot of it, and it, it's maybe it's by virtue of that, and I'm just old and jaded. Now. But when you do that stuff, it's got to hold up to screw. And it it just doesn't. When it's like, oh, they're they're on their B. They're can they overcome this and possibly win? Yeah. Oh, they did. Look at that. They managed it. Okay, yeah. That makes the other guys look like goofs. Or just makes them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. I, it, I can see. Because now you're telling me that the best team that there is, even on like a bad day, is still better than this number two team. Well, mm-hmm. shit. Now well, what? Well, now that just, I guess, shows how good the Young Bucks are. Yeah. Um, or uh, I but think. At, at the expense of the Lucha Brothers. I, like, see, I, get I see what you're saying. Someone has to lose. But it doesn't have to be like this. Like it's it's different when you have this is Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. I'm thinking here. But when Rick when Michaels did his moonsault onto the table, Oof. oh now he's hurt. Ric Flair's got a better shot now. Yeah, because people didn't think Ric Flair, old retiring man, had a shot against prime Michaels. Mm-hmm. But if he's hurt a little bit, oh this that's what that's the edge he needs. But come on, Michaels can overcome and still do it. I, that's okay. I get that. I you get Undertaker and Michaels in their rematch. Oh, he messed his leg up. Oh, now he's hurt. I'd rather just watch a match between them. But the Bucks, literally, the Bucks and 
the Lucha Brothers team on team dream match. Let's go. That's awesome. Let's watch this be crazy and all out and go. Well, yeah, but the, these guys are bumblefucks right now. Okay, well, then they should get, you know, beaten. It might be hard, but they'll get beaten probably. No, they're going to win still. Yeah, and the the way what? they... Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. And like I, they overcame it through, but... Mm, I guess the way that they could Don't tell that in the first place is my thing. I guess the way that they could have overcame something like that is either, you know... A lot of scenarios. This is where a roll-up win it actually makes sense to me, like a roll-up mm. victory. Um, that yes. could be that could be a way to get through it, or like you said, like um, something happened to the one of the Lucha Bros in the match. Story-wise, just uh, one of them does get wiped out to where they can't recover, or one of them does get hurt, or they like you know one of them hurts it, their it, arms or neck or something like that, and they can I capitalize. It, it shouldn't have been just such a straightforward, clean win. I Not any shenanigans, but it should have been like, oh, I caught him. Yeah, because oh, yeah, they're, they're they're you know they they might not have the coordination back and forth, but they're still wily veterans and they got them. Yeah. That would have been no problem because you would you'd be telling me like oh they can beat them straight up, but they had to resort to other stuff because of this. Okay, mm-hmm. but no, instead it was just oh they're 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 having problems, and still won. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, mm. I I can see I can see I can see both sides. It's um, again. It's I'm. I know I'm. That's like I'm shitting on it. The match was awesome. It's like don't get me wrong. Picky. It was fucking great. But you try to tell me it's a perfect show, and I'm going to say no, it isn't. Yeah, like so. a lot of our a lot of our things are nitpicky stuff. Like I've been saying, it's it's stuff that's not major, but it's like little little digs here and there that like it's you know it's stuff that w- that happens. It, we've seen it happen in WWE. We've seen it in New Japan and Impact and Ring of Honor and WCW and ECW and CZW. We've seen it everywhere. AEW is not exempt from it just because they're your new hot toy. They yeah. have the same things happen too. And you can't be like, oh, it's fine because ah, Cody's doing it. No, <laughs> shut up about unfortunately, that. Sake. Unfortunately, I, th- I mean, we at this point, at least, we are definitely in that... Uh, Zone. It's the honeymoon. We're, right in the, now. we're in that zone where they can they can do no wrong, no matter they what. They literally can do no wrong. Yeah. The open, the very opening package of the pay per view saw some guy come up to the box and like, oh, I need to see your identification. First off, no, that wouldn't happen. Um, but he super kicked him and papers went flying, like Shawn Michaels did ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Be original. <laughs> oh, fuck you. I get it. You want to reference this stuff. Their opening video package has old screenshots for, or like graphic sprites from Super WrestleMania on the Super Nintendo. I get it. They're referencing well, things. They're having fun. It's all goofy, fun stuff. I get that. Are you talking about like the beat, the being the elite? Yeah, open? yeah, yeah. That... All I, I get all of that, but it doesn't make them exempt just because you like it when they do it. That you can overlook the things that they still do wrong when you point it out on the other product. Yeah, so... you, it happens here too. Literally, even in the main event, we'll talk about that. Right Probably now. shortly. Right now. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so main event, Chris Jericho. I've been watching a lot of the build-up stuff for this pay-per-view. A lot of, like, being the elite, a lot of the, the Cody Rhodes stuff, like Nightmare Family, I think it's what it's called. Um, Chris Jericho, as dude, he's knocking it out of the park once again with his character and being a heel. Um, when it's all said and done, I won't be surprised. I might have to move Jericho up on my greatest heel of all time list because he's just so fucking good at being a heel. He's... He, He's a true good heel character. Uh, Chris he Jericho is somehow managed to make it where he's like he, he became the ever loving face that you'll never boo again. He became that guy with his last return to WWE when it was a surprise as a Rumble entrant, mm-hmm. and has managed to turn it into the most diabolical 
shit-eating heel that there is. Uh, and I'm like, I, I can't. It's awesome. I love his story. It's all of this. You all should be thanking me. And, like, I'm the reason AEW is here. The, the, it wouldn't have sold out if it wasn't for me. Like, the character, the idea behind it is so, so strong and so well done. Jericho is. You know is, why? A big reason why it kind of works is because it's. I mean, you you can you can't you can argue it, but he's got a good point. Oh, uh, that's the best thing about like, a heel is is it a little, true? A little bit. We of don't truth. know, but it's probably yeah. true. I mean, let's be let's probably be, a big part. I'll, I'll be honest. I if if Jericho was on the show, it still would have sold out. I'm not gonna say that, but the fact yeah. that like he can say that and like you have an idea of oh, it could be true. That's what You're makes like, that's, a beautiful he, character. Yeah, he's probably right. Like he's full of shit, but he's probably also right. Probably. I like, I like how he oh, always. So another thing I love about his character is like he always references Cody. He's like, Cody, you're not my boss. Tony Khan's my boss, but like in reality, Cody is also his boss. But it's just yeah. his the way he carries it. It's so so great. Now going well, into this match, I I was relatively excited. Um, Chris Jericho hasn't been the greatest in the ring as of late. I will say that. Oh, Kenny Omega, of course, I knew he was going to be able to go, but I'll say this match afterwards, f- fantastic stuff. Really, really solid match. Chris Jericho threw all of my expectations out the window and pulled through and did a great match. Great, great Chris Jericho match, as you know, you would expect years ago. Uh, is my overall thoughts on the match. What about you? Um. Yeah, I I think it was up it was up there probably more than my expectations because I never saw the first one until like a while afterwards. But that one had such a weird uniqueness of it's a match that can never happen because there's no way Chris Jericho is going to wrestle for New Japan. What are you crazy? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh my god, this is a match. Like when they say, oh, it's a dream match, it could never happen. Yeah, no one ever dreamed about Omega versus Jericho because no one ever thought it was a possibility because there's no way he's ever leaving WWE here we are now it's like holy shit, what the what so th- there was there's that aspect of it um but omega is really great even though he goes into those like weird epic long wars where he kicks out of everything and it's, it's he's one of those guys so it's fair enough yeah that's um yeah but still like when he had him in the fireman's carry and did that slam down and did the kip up like that was flawless it no. was he's like he's amazing omega is and, a fantastic wrestler yes yeah. he is um, when he like did the dive onto the table with Jericho was holding, that was insane. Then he stomped him on it. Like I was like, "What the in the world are you doing?" That table spot. I was so worried that he was not going to go far enough, but it was the perfect landing. Literally the perfect distance, the perfect spot. They pulled yep. it off perfectly. I was like, "Wow, okay, never mind, never mind." When he was like going yep. up in the air, I was like, "He's going to fucking die," but they perfect. Uh, just yeah. Man, I can't say enough. But this this match was very, very good. It was my second favorite match behind Cody and Dustin. The only, like I said, the only nitpicky thing I had was the end was a little sloppy. The ending was a little flat it's because of all the false finishes, all this and that. Um, they botched. Uh, I'm trying to think exactly because uh, Chris Jericho. The DDT. Yes, Chris Jericho was debuting a new finisher. The uh, something the. Judas effect, the, uh, yeah, which is a back ba- elbow. Back elbow. So they went from the one wing angel angel into a DDT, but they botched it. So they went right back to it and did it again, and that's what resulted in the uh, the uh, elbow, the back elbow, and yeah. Jericho got the win. So I no. hate when they go back and do something immediately after they botch it. To me, that's a little bit of a downer. But I see it, why they did it because it, it was in the finish. 
Yeah, but it's also it's kind of bush league because you know what happened? It was an ugly ass DDT that Jim Ross was like, "That's the ugliest DDT you'll ever see," but it worked because his head got planted. I'm like, "That's a professional covering for it right there." Yeah, let, let the match keeps going, and all they're doing it again. Yep. Oh, they did. They Every, went... Everybody is smart to that because this is a smart audience. Yeah, they know what's happening. Same exact spot. Oh, don't do it again. But they don't know that it looked good. They yeah. don't know. I mean, Kenny Omega had his nose damn near broken during that match with blood everywhere. Oh, that was off, early. Off yeah. the start, yeah. So that was kind of messed up. But yeah, that was... I, I hated that part, but Jim Ross covered it. And like that's why you have him. At the same time, I mean, I'll, I'll just sidetrack this. Jim Ross said, like, yeah, I'd love to have Jerry Lawler come on uh, when his contract's over to come to AEW. I'm like, you want to have the future of wrestling, but also showcase the best. Having Ross and Lawler on commentary is fucking weird to think yeah. when that's been like almost 30 years of that, but we want to showcase the future. I'm, yeah, he's got more to give, but it shouldn't always be him. Maybe they're the pay-per-view guys, they're not the TV guys. I don't know. It's I'm, just it's a weird thing. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the... Uh, the I know who Excalibur is, but I definitely don't know the other guy. And I yeah. can't, I'm not familiar with their voices, but one of them did, to me, sound like JR a lot. Like, when... Yeah. When, oh, sorry, I, I, I meant... Uh, yeah. I meant... Um, the king, Lawler. the king, yeah, Lawler. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, um, it's, it was Excalibur. He was really good, I thought. So yeah, yeah. His voice sounded somewhat similar. So when I heard Jr. and whoever that was talking, I'm like, what the fuck? This sounds like the king and Jr. right now. Mm-hmm. It threw me off a little bit, but um, but I, yeah. I really enjoyed the match. I it's I probably liked it more than the Lucha one simply because again I didn't like the I agree the the bucks are a bit down, but still it's a close second. Um, yeah, it, it was. I, it was more memorable. Like there was personal aspects. It, it was even the intro where I'm like, when it's the, the Jericho of history, I didn't know if it was Omega taunting him or yeah. Jericho's own entrance. I'm like, I'm, I like stuff like that. I like not knowing as part of a smart audience where they're going. That's cool. That's fun. That's interesting. Yeah. So the match was a lot of fun. I thought it was good and competitive. Like when the nose got broken, stakes are in stakes are high. Let's go. Yeah, uh, th- I've I have not seen many Omega matches. Uh, I will say that Kenny Omega matches, um, and this was very impressive on his part. And like I said earlier, of course Jericho, yeah. uh, very impressive for Jericho at this stage in his career. Having did you see quality his, matches? His match with Pentagon from All In. You saw that one, right? Uh, Omega versus Penta. Yes, yes. I thought you were talking about Jericho. I was like, what? What? No, yeah, no, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Omega. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's 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 incredible. That was my first real, real Kenny Omega match to watch all mm-hmm. the way through. And I was like, yeah, this guy's good. This guy like and he it's kinda like he can do no wrong as well. He he's got it. He's got it all figured out. Yeah. The weakest thing I think about Kenny Omega on that night though was his entrance music is kinda lame. Um kinda are, you about, are you talking about the AEW? Yeah, it's kind of weak. Yeah, he you can't have a big name star with uh weak music that really does put a damper on things. And well, I yeah, I agree. It, it started it's out all right, but mm. it started out very slow and very soft. And it, it did build up to like it got better, but it took a long time to get going. And I agree that's you like th- imagine the rock coming out. Like when that music hits, bam, you, you get yeah. oh shit, you get that pop, you get that good stuff. Well, now if this happened with think- Omega Think of yeah. Omega's old theme. I know he can't use the New Japan theme anymore, but it's got that upbeat tempo. Like it's it builds, 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 yeah. builds. Dun, 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 dun. I, like it's, it, it builds and goes. This one I was waiting for it to go, and it never, it never went. It, it, de- it definitely never got going big. Um, and I think this is something that they'll uh overcome over time. Yep, is better music, better uh 
we'll talk about that a little bit production stuff, but I think their music will be better. I also, I'm not a big on Hangman Page's song. Um, I I get the horses and stuff and the no. The, it just doesn't yeah. have a big feel like an imp. When I hear it, I don't go, oh shit, it, it's about to go down now. I don't really get that from uh, Hangman's music either. It's I I mean it works for the crowd right now and it it is unique enough to work right mm-hmm. now, but it doesn't sure. have that kind of like oomph when you yeah. compare it to like Judas by Jericho. Like right, like it's it it is lacking that oomph that even Cody has. I or, don't want to be that guy. But you know who's actually you know unemployed right now? Uh, Jim Johnson. Yes, he is. I'm just saying. I would be surprised if they need to get some music in there, and that's they not got him. Yeah, he still I feel can pull out good shit because he did. Alistair Black I was, was his last sure in, Yeah, I thought he was a sure in for like the Hall of Fame in WWE because it was like a lifelong guy there. But like now nah, we're gonna let cut his contract, which he apparently had no idea about. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I think that cool. would be very beneficial for AW if they, because to me that's not one of the oh they're just getting AEW guys because he's it's a behind the scenes guy and his work was still good. The last song they did I think was Alistair Black's, which is fantastic. And that they, kind of they stuff they get could the guys, use. They'll, they'll bring in the Earl Hebners, they'll bring in the Jim Rosses, they'll bring in the guys who's like, look, this is the best ever, and he can still go. Let's bring him in, and I could see them doing that with yeah. him, with Jim Johnston. I have I, no problem I, with that. I think that would actually be very beneficial to them to bring yeah. in him for music because that is Cause one of the things picking, they lacked. Actually, I think, and that's not picking up some kind of cast off from WWE. That's picking up someone who's underutilized and from fucking, WWE. In good, Big difference. And good. Oh, and by the way, I know we're going to get to it, and I know we haven't even finished up with the Jericho match. But for everybody, like, oh, who else can go to AEW? Whoever AEW wants, mm-hmm. people can't just go to AEW. Oh, I'm going to leave and go there. Yeah, no, they're not going to take just anybody. They're going to take the people they want. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it, like oh, uh, Mike Canellas should go to WWE or to AEW. <laughs> ah, they might not want him though. I they hope. might not care. I, I'm not, you know, I, I, you know what I mean. Like not oh, to shit on him, but it doesn't mean just because he wants to go that they're going to take him. I mean, I'll, I'll kind of shit way. on him. I'll kind of shit on him because no, like, I no, no. But that, that that's my point. Like they're not going to just take anybody because they can. No, exactly. It's. Like honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryback showed up at some point because he's got a lot of the similar attitudes that mm. Cody had and things like that, and they'd use him in a right way. I would not be surprised by that one bit. At the same time, they might be like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to deal that with that." Be, that'd be interesting. I'd be surprised with that one, but who knows? I, I don't know. But if you know what I mean? And... That's that's my point. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But it's not just because. Oh, he oh think he'll go only if Cody and the Bucks and Omega want him. That's yeah. the key. It's not just whoever can go and t- just sign him with Ted Turner's money. It's not that again. I mentioned something about that on uh, on Twitter the other day because I saw uh, Maria Canellis was saying, hey, yeah. our, our contracts are up in a couple of weeks. And I was like, that's when I, that's- I made a tweet like, all right, now we need to cut this out where everybody's going, hey, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I need to go to AEW. Can I get a job? It's like, it's like, and you know, you know, why that's a, you know why that's kind of funny? Because when All in, uh, All In had their initial ticket sales, mm-hmm. they, everything was building up, and they had people reaching out to them and things like that, and people who believed in them, and it was cool. Then it sold out in 29 minutes. And then they got contacted by everybody coming out of the woodwork. It's like, yeah, it's amazing who comes to you when you're a success. It's the ones that come to you beforehand that matter. Exactly. And he name-dropped Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was like, oh, man, brother, you love to have me on this one wouldn't you? it be great to help you guys out yep. and Cody's like Hulk I love you but you only came after it was success you never came when it was a matter of just believing in us Yep. Uh, I'm like 100% 1 billion percent I agree everybody with that. wants to go at AEW now that double or nothing worked Yep. it's the ones that said it beforehand like Sasha Banks if we want to go down that rumor road 
she was saying it beforehand. She's like, let me go free. Let me go. Let me go. I want, I, <laughs> oh, shit. She's saying that even like right this minute still. Right? Like, she's liking all the tweets, liking all the stuff. We can say whatever we want about the rumors and all this stuff. She didn't want it after it was a success. Even Naomi. Everybody else does, it. though. Naomi's yeah. getting on it, too, right now. She's doing a lot of uh, she was tweeting, basically live tweeting uh, double or nothing. Um, which and is we're, interesting. We're, we're tangenting real good here, but it's a case of like, oh, this person's contract is up. Well, they want to go. Of, we're kind of tangenting it's, because it leads into what happened after. It leads after. into a big name. And I, I want, I'm building toward that, obviously. Mm -hmm. But so many people like, oh, Punk sat out and Banks is sitting out. And, or is she or is she got time off? You know what? We don't know. That's kind of the point. But compare it to CM Punk. CM Punk's probably the best example of like, I've had it with this shit. Yeah. Everybody knows his grievances. He went off and said stuff. He did the Cabana podcast, which was a gripe session, which actually got defamation lawsuits going. Yep. And what it really came down to was, I'm tired of this. I'm going to sit this out. We saw the same thing happen with Neville. We saw similar stuff with that. Yep. And yet, oh, but oh, they're getting cheated like they're treated like shit. Yeah. So, you're a contracted employee. They have a system. Mm -hmm. You might not like. You got to deal with it. You can work with it. You can go to writers. You can go to Vince. You can do all these things. All this stuff that we've kind of already known and heard about because Jericho's talked it up, about it a lot. A lot of guys talked about it a lot. Mm -hmm. And then we have Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, who in January is announcing, yeah, he's not re-signing. And it was done to a, such a crazy point that we thought it was a rumor for a long did, time. Did you listen to the talk? they never do business like that. Did you listen to the Talk is Jericho interview? I didn't have a chance to yet. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I, I read some recap stuff. Fantastic. But the ridiculous thing about that is he's like, I just knew in July I didn't want to be there, so I knuckled down to be like, look, let's write the contract out. What was the line? If they sell a Shield DVD in the Philippines, I still get my 27 cents. There you go. Like, like He's like, look, just knuckle down and fucking do it. Yes. And you know what they did for that man? They gave him a special. He only got paid $500. He <laughs> got a goddamn special for leaving the when he left the company on a win. Yep. And like that's that doesn't happen. Just fucking show up and do what you're contracted to do. We talked about contracts like two, three weeks ago on the podcast. This is like the gold standard of how to do it. Yeah. Because once you're done, you can just go over here and do whatever the fuck you want. Yep. And, and yeah. And he's loving that, that, it. It's it's literally it. Now, that that's my kind of random thing on that. So all these people are like, oh, our contracts are up. Cool. If you want to sit out and hold out, whatever, you get a Luke Harper situation where I'm not being used. I wanted my contract. Well, whatever. That, is there spite and differences here and there? Sure. It Does everybody get along with everybody? Of course not. Mm. It's a business. You get more than 20 people. Someone's going to disagree with someone else. We have five people on a podcast and two of us yell at each other. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's the thing. It's how it all works. Yeah. No. But yeah, you I get stuff like this where you get John Moxley showing up and I remember in the Discord chat, people losing their mind, wanting to know what you thought, and I literally wrote, he's too busy marking out oh, in I, this really? moment. Okay, so yeah, I never even lost saw... his goddamn mind. I never even saw that. Yeah, no, I... No. So I now was... I turn it to you, because yeah. I, think, I think it was perfect, but I want you to talk for a bit it on was, it. It was absolutely perfect. I, I was even in the camp where I did not think, in our prediction league, there was a bonus question for, will John Moxley appear at AEW yep. in person? And I, I actually also said no. I put no as well. I mean, I would I like it I was, to happen? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. I will say that when Jericho was on the mic, I'm like, someone's going to come out. Yes. Oh, I wonder if it's Moxley. 
was was literally I'm like I wonder. And can I just say that somehow Dean Ambrose rebranding into John Moxley has been the most successful case of that I've ever seen, where everyone just calls him Moxley now and don't call him Ambrose. A hundred percent. Like, how the fuck did that work that perfect? I, I can't even explain it, but it's just he's Moxley. No one calls him Ambrose. And I'm, I'm not just saying this because as you, you knew know, him before. Uh, yeah, as could. as a lot of the listeners know, I'm a pretty big Dean Ambrose fan, uh, Moxley fan. But um, I will say this in I tried not to be as biased as possible. I think he is the number one name like in wrestling right now, period. Yeah. Like hottest oh. superstar right wrestler right now. He Lex Lugered it like you saw the one Twitter post that you Amazing. did. Um, at the same time, if you watch the footage, because they actually had it recently. He literally came out of the crowd the same way Scott Hall did when he went to WCW. Yep. He comes down the one bit, walks along the side, comes in over the rail. It's identical to that. Mm-hmm. Was that on purpose? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it could have been that or it could have been, you well, know. That's a, that's a, that happened to be that way. It's kind of great. Yeah. Um, and I, it's funny, funny thing. Um, a lot of people didn't even, that didn't know Moxley beforehand, wouldn't pick up on it, but he had the same basic, he had different like pants kind of, but the same basic attire, like the, the vest with the mocks on the back orange, like uh, people that weren't familiar with him before WWE wouldn't realize that that's his exact same, like setup, the, his exact same outfit that he wore in oh, the yeah? Indies. I oh, had no 100%. idea. I just know it looks yeah. good. Oh, it's the same setup. Every that to me was weird enough. One of my favorite parts, seeing him wear his old school, literally oh, yeah. his old style, his indie stuff. Uh, oh, I, I can relate to that. I would, I would mark out for something like that happening. This, th- picture this. This is like CM Punk when he left, except CM Punk showed up somewhere else. Yeah. The, Moxley, like you said, is the hottest thing going. He's suddenly been on these announcements for a New Japan tour and uh, for the U.S. title, no less, over there. Yeah. Um, for a match with Pentagon, he's gone the Fighter Fest. He's on matches now. Like the announcements are happening everywhere, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, I need to see it." Um, funny thing you just mentioned, amazing. Uh, I probably should talk about it later, but the, you mentioned the fighter fest. He's facing Joey Janela. Um, maybe a good idea design wise for AEW for a little while, at least because they posted the image with, uh, you know, the wrestlers, this person versus this person, Moxley, they have Moxley and Janela up there, but yeah, they don't have, just... na- they don't have names. So when they nope. posted the thing up there and Moxley, like it has it linked on his, he retweeted it or whatever. I was going through the comments, just seeing what people were saying, you know, and there were so many, who is this other guy? Who is, who yep. is he fighting? People still, they got to realize people don't know who these people are yet. If they're going mainstream, they need to at least put a name next to who it is for a little while at least. It's all you got to do, just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, because I felt bad. I I know Joey Janela. A lot of people know Joey Janela, but the if they're going for the mainstream fans and trying to grow, people don't know who the hell Joey Janela is. They need to put a my name reaction, there. My reaction, I'm like, is that that's Joey Janela, right? Yeah, that's exactly. That's my reaction to it. So, yeah, that's not the reaction you want. It should say Janela. Be like, oh, him. I've heard of him. Yeah. I know him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all you need. Um, like Pentagon. Fuck. You know who that is when you see the picture. That's oh, that yeah, guy. Is, yeah. You know that. But this is a guy with silly glasses and a funny beard. Uh, <laughs> who's that? And a, and a okay. little bit of a beer belly. And a little bit of a beer belly. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. he takes pride in. Um, for now, As far as I'll just say real quick, as far as my reaction to it, um, when he came out, yes, I was uh, I. I wasn't jumping up and down, but I was almost in that silent. I had the I had the goosebumps going. Was your jaw hanging open? I I was I, I had no no I was smile I had a huge smile oh, on my okay. face. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was 
I I was so I was very 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 happy at that point. And yes, I had the goosebumps. Yes, I've, I I was just super elated to see he actually showed up and then he was actually there. Did I think it was going to happen? Like I said, I did not, which actually helped you know my excitement for it. My uh, reaction to it. So over the moon, especially with everything he did, attacked everybody. The whole Kenny Omega. As soon as him and Kenny Omega rolled out of the ring, you knew. Like oh fuck, these guys are gonna fight. This is gonna be great. Like you, like it was instant. It Dude. clicked. It clicked. Dude, well, I loved it because he goes out there and he takes out Jericho. We'd seen Shield and Jericho before. He broke one of his jackets. Remember with the whole oh that, yeah that they have history. It's good. It's cool. It's like what are you doing here? Literally, that that was Jericho in New Japan two years ago. What are you doing here? And now it's oh, it's happening here. It's cool. It's 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 awesome. This is good. And then he takes up the ref. Like what the hell? I don't care. That was care. great. That I was just kind of like smell the air. Like ah, it's good to be here. And then goes for Omega, who fights back, and they brawl for like five minutes. So it's like oh, I yeah. loved it because that never happens. Yep. Guys fighting back. This is cool shit. And he yeah, that was awesome. I'm like oh my god, that's gonna be the match. Oh my god, that's gonna be a match. And then the floodgates opened with. Uh, Moxley versus Pentagon and Moxley versus Robinson and Moxley versus Janela. It's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, it's happening. Yep, you're getting all these oh, matches. Um, yeah. To me, uh, there were a lot of, you know, as we're going to look at the, uh, I guess, overall part of the show now, there was a lot of, you know, production miscues and stuff like that. There was, I remember there was a, a point where it was, it was actually Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes' entrance. The camera angled up to where it showed, like, the throne and the entrance yeah. tube, but it, he came out from the one behind him. Like That there, happened a lot. They had the wrong title. Yeah, that there was, was a the lot of... Tag match, too. Yeah. Co- correct. There was a lot of miscues on that where I think those are growing pains. I assume those will get better over time. Oh, but, yeah. But to me... Don't, don't forget, they had Ring of Honor production guys for All In. They had their own for this. Ring so of it's Honor, like, yeah. And Ring of Honor gonna, does have their learn. own. Yeah, yes, so I, they'll, I they'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah, the, that that is a growing pain. That is not, oh, man, the show sucks because of that. No, it's like, ah, they'll figure that out. Yeah, and um, I, after all the troubles they had, I will say who, I don't know if it was, I assume it was on purpose, the ending where Moxley is up on the uh, the poker chips and the lighting and the, the angle and everything. I don't know if that was, you know, purposely shot that way, but it was perfect. Like the way the light hit him, the way he was standing above everybody, yep. the crowd behind him, all that was beautiful. So if that's a sign of indication of production stuff, like, you know, camera shots and lighting is very important, which WWE takes a lot of people don't. Uh, realize how important they look into those kind of things and how mm-hmm. stuff looks for WWE. It kind of take for granted. Um, this was one of those moments where it was perfect. Uh, there was well, a lot of bad is, stuff, but that was perfect. That moment. It's it's a key factor, and I know Bischoff said this, and so did Jarrett even about competing with WWE from a production standpoint. That you can't. You no. need to be different. So it's like, look, if we at least make it look, we have it lit well and sounds good. That's the bare minimum to even be considered in the same conversation yeah. as WWE. That was the W that was their methods. Um, and with this, I honestly didn't see it like an indie fed and it is, or it isn't whatever you want, but the production of the look was like, it I don't want to say it looked like a WWE show, but you know what I mean? It looked like a list. Sure. Production. Yeah. 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 No, there, there was tier, production yeah. like gaffes and mix ups. That's going to come as you go. But it looked right. Like, you look at the, the footage of it, you're like, yeah, they know what they're doing. They got this figured out. They know how to film this. Yeah. And they know when to, when to capture those moments is the key as well. Um, and that's just, like, them being wrestling fans. Like, you can see the video of when Cody, Cody's like, okay, go, go. 
on that being the elite when the Bucks are watching with Cody and mm-hmm. they're like, okay, now, now. Like, they're calling for when Moxley goes. Yeah. It's pretty great. Um, this is probably a funny telling thing, and it's the power of WWE, but nobody got an ovation like he did. Oh, Moxley? Yeah, when he came out, it eclipsed everything. I agree. Like, Dean Ambrose is one of the most popular WWE has had in the past few years. No mm-hmm. one can really dispute that. They fucking loved him. Mm-hmm. And it's a case of, oh, he never got to be, like, the best he could be. Even though he had a pretty fucking amazing run, no matter what anybody says. It was pretty great. Could have been better? Yeah. But now, you lead to this, and oh, the potential. Holy shit. Yeah. Um. It, it, I think after the Jericho podcast, which... You, Man, you're gonna. I, mean, I do need to. You are going that. to thoroughly love it. By the way, shout out to Moxley. God damn, he totally. He was talking about just. I want to just name drop real quick because you know me and my CW baby. Um, he totally while he was in there talking with Jericho, he was like, "Yeah, I knew I was leaving WWE." He's like, "I don't, I don't know where I'm gonna go." I, I was thinking about going to go back to CZW. I was like, "What? Like what? You're crazy." He said he um, would leave even if there was no. Age. Yeah, he yeah he he, he, just, he definitely he got to done. that point. Yeah, he was yeah. talking, but when he name dropped season I'm like, man, that that was just a special moment for me. That was fun. But now, no, overall, the, fantastic interview. You, you're gonna love it. The big important thing for people to remember is, oh my god, the the Lucha Brothers were amazing, and Omega J- was fantastic, and Cody and Dustin was the bloodiest story brawl we've ever had, and this and this and this, and oh my god, Moxley debuted. They can't do that every week. Oh, on TV? It's You're not on TV? going. Yeah, it's not going to happen. They couldn't. They. I would. I would argue you that they could not do that every month on a pay per view. They're not doing monthly pay per views. To be fair, they're doing little streaming shows like Impact does for mm-hmm. Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, and then All Out, which I like. They went all in on their own gamble, and now AEW is going to go all out. I like the name twist. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that one will probably be like a crazy everything with Jericho and Page and. Moxley and um, 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 Omega yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, that definitely. one will be like, oh my god, here we go. That show will be like this one. That's August 31st. Yeah. We've got all of June and July and then August to get there. So it's like, yeah, they can do these kind of shows every couple months, but then they're going to be going weekly, and it's not going to happen every time. And there's going to be a point. I know this sounds so defeated, and like I'm not an optimist about it, but not every show is going to be better than the last. It doesn't work that way. If they manage it, holy shit. They haven't missed a step yet. It's all great. It's all perfect. Here we go. And then as soon as they do, oh, it's the downfall and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. For everybody saying WWE's in trouble. They got Moxley. I, I WWE's in trouble. How? Yeah, no, I, I don't think I uh, I don't uh, think people are going to... Whenever they do have a show that's, uh, you know, subpar, I should say, or not, like, great... Um, oh, the, I, I, the the others are going to come out of the woodwork to shit on it. It's going to go w, both ways. You're saying that WWE yeah. fans, I guess. Raw Raw is horrible. SmackDown is shit. 205 Live is dumb. NXT is the only good thing that's worthwhile. Blah 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 blah. You still watch it though. You still watched all of it. That's really what matters. You they mm-hmm. got your tickets. They got your money. That's what matters. AEW is going to take them down. Cool. They're not even competing on the same night. You can watch both and <laughs> give both their money. That's that's not oh. how a war works. They're in no trouble from that. Also, one wrestler doesn't change that. Well, lost from here going there. It doesn't work that way. I'm all for the optimism. Like you kept saying, you can hope all you want. And -hmm. if anything, it fosters competition and it brings out the best of both. Mm -hmm. Is that needed? I think so. Yes. 
at the same time. I'm literally on AEW's website. The TNT logo is there with the fire. I saw that with Monday Nitro in 1995. It's not that it's not going to work, but it's like, don't just do it again. Yeah, is that fire like an TNT thing, by the way? I don't know. It might be, because but it looks like the goddamn Monday Nitro fire. It's the same exactly. Like, I was like, that was Nitro's gimmick, kind of like fire yeah. was their gimmick. So that's... Now, yeah. the, the, the other thing about it is WWE's in trouble. No. Impact is in trouble. Ring of Honor is in trouble. Actually, you know Those what? Those are the guys in more trouble. Because why, if, if I leave WWE, I'm going to go over here. Well, I don't want to leave here over at Impact. I mean, I might not work out at Ring of Honor. Maybe I'll go to Japan. Oh, but AEW is an option. Why yeah. would I go to there on Pop and Twitch when I can go here if they're offering it? So, I, like, I, that's bad for Impact. That's real bad. I may be for wrong. Ring of Honor, even. I, I may be wrong. I think... I think Impact will be, you know, this may be me being too optimistic. I think Impact will be okay because they have more of a niche, like, um, they're not very, they're not indie. Like, they don't have the indie feel. No. I'm not saying they have, like, a top tier, like, WWE feel. They just have a no. different feel. Ring I agree, of but Honor. they're in more danger than WWE is. Oh, is my, my, of, of course. That, that's all I'm saying there. But you're about to say Ring of Honor is in I deep think, shit. I, I think Ring of Honor is actually in a lot. That may be the company that mm. really is in a lot of trouble because they Dude, were they basically. they had the elite as their main shit. They were basically AEW, like, like a, a super smaller scale of AEW. Yeah. Now that AEW's going to be a thing on TV all the time. What I mean, I, I I like a lot of Ring of Honor guys. I like what they produce and stuff, but like I almost I I've had that feeling like, well, mm. AEW is going to be around, so why would I want to watch Ring of Honor if it's not going to be, you know, as good? It's going to be the same of, thing but not yeah. as good, you know. There's a lot of times when I see Ring of Honor and I'm like, "Oh, this guy's the champion. What's his thing?" And I look at him like he's he's a dude. Yeah. I mean, what's 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 he do though? Okay. Well, and I'm I'm talking about Matt Taven right now. I'm like I saw the the Ring of Honor anniversary match. I saw the ladder match at G1. I'm like, he's a guy. MJF is better than him because there's a character oh, there. And then yeah. I look, yeah, Taven's got a character, but it's like, eh. yeah, I, it's, it's kind of whatever. I'm definitely not. You know, sh I'm not, I'm not shitting on him, but mm, there's there's nothing there. R Ring of Honor is in trouble. Comparatively, yeah, I, I, I I will say of all the companies in the most trouble, I think Ring of Honor personally. I think they're the ones that. And again, I'm not sitting here saying I hope they go out of business at all. No, I, I don't want no, them to. No. I'm just saying but, they are the ones. If you're going to say somebody's in trouble, it's actually a uh, 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 Ring of Honor. I think. just because the audience cannibalization is there. Yes. The, why would I spend two hours watching Ring of Honor when I can spend two hours watching this? And, when and that's that's the key there because you're always going to know what's going on with WWE. Well, there's only so many other ones you can also follow. I got a question for you. Think about, th or I don't know if it's a question, but think about this. Think of Ring of Honor's top guys right now. You know, Marty Skrull. Guess what? That motherfucker is going to AEW. Once Matter of time. 100%. Yeah, 100, 120% he's going. Guess what? Everybody's really big on Jeff Cobb right now. Guess what? He is definitely going to go to AEW as well. There's Matter of time. All of the top Ring of Honor guys right now, besides maybe like the Jay Lethals, probably the Bris Briscoe brothers won't go, I think. But a lot of their top guys are definitely AEW bound guys that will go at the end of their contract when you think about it. So yep. it's just it does not and, look good for Ring of Honor if you're going to ask that and, question. And dude, look at WWE. Yes, AJ Styles signed because he made it to the big time. He's got the better schedule. He's doing what he's doing. Randy Orton's got it made. He never needs to leave WWE, but maybe, maybe he does want to go and dude, that would be go to AEW and be like, you know what? I want a career resurgence. Maybe this will work. I don't think I've never. I thought would of not. That. 
You, I never would have saw thought of Randy Orton going to Impact. The, the mindset, it's below him. Ring of Honor, it's below him. AEW, that's not below him. I agree. Um, that's the mentality I have with AEW. They are wow. up there, but that's the kind of thing we can start seeing happen. Would wow. Cena go? Nah. No. 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 Would Lesnar? No. No. But would Orton? Ah. No. I can see it. He's friends with, with him. Would the Hardys? Yeah, I can see that. Think about all the guys they've dealt with. And here's the fun part. See how awesome Moxley's doing over there mm. in AEW? Yeah, yeah. Would you be surprised if Tyler Black showed up when a contract ends? I mean, there's no telling. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at all. How about Kevin Steen or El Generico? I wouldn't be surprised at all Yeah. if these things happened. This is the world we live in. It is, is WWE it... in trouble? No. But the roster might go. <laughs> and and the... they'll have new ones because they always will. Yes. They'll be fine. They're not going to die because of this. Correct. Um, but so... you might not see Steen and Generico there anymore or Rollins. They might leave and go elsewhere because they can't. Yeah. That's what we're looking at. The New Japan expansion to America is in trouble from this because you're going to have those guys simply being in AEW instead. Like, that's what we're dealing with at this point. Yeah, that's another thing that actually could hurt Ring of Honor because a lot of people are saying when their agreement comes up, why would New Japan keep teaming up with Ring of Honor when they can go to AEW, which is a much better deal for them? That's another yep. thing against Ring of Honor right now. I think that could in the possible future. Yeah, um, um, but Again, anyway, I'm not, sh I'm not shitting on any of it. It's just no. we're in a new world, but it's not the it's, one that people keep thinking. No, it's things it's you got to discuss. Yeah. Very different. It's very different. It's, so, yeah, so, and it's exciting. I like it. So looking back to this pay-per-view, uh, we, we broke down every match. We talked about the overall. We gave our thumbs up on it. Um, I will say, just closing thoughts on it, there, there was a lot of, of home runs that they hit on this show. There was a lot of mm -hmm. big moments, big things, memorable stuff. I am 100% not being biased. I know we were critical on a lot of things. We were, we were negative on a lot of things that were more nitpicky. So I know a lot of big AW fans may think that we're completely hating the show. That is mm -hmm. not the case. But I will say this. I saw a lot, a lot of this is the best show I've ever seen. This is the best show I've seen in 10 years. This is the best show that WWE will never have a show this good. I've seen all of these things that were said. We have now, that happened on Saturday. We've been, what, uh, I don't know, five days, six days, whatever, out from that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't think that then, but now after waiting a little bit longer, I even, I double down, do not think that is the case even more now after having no. time to let it sit. Um, the show was good. The show, I will say the show was great. I loved it. I really enjoyed the show. There were no bad matches. There were matches that weren't as good as others. But I will say, personally, this is not going to be... This was not this one great show that will never be topped. And I don't even think it'll be the best show of the year. And that's that's not me hating on AEW anyway. That's me being realistic. Uh, that is my overall final thoughts on the uh, Double or Nothing. What, uh, what do you want to close with for your final overall um, stuff? I'm very similar on that. Um, I know it was someone in Discord was saying, like, has WWE had a pay-per-view this good in the past 10 years? I'm like, well, yeah, Mania 30, a couple of the Rumbles, this and that. Oh, I don't know if that's true. I'm like, well, it's opinion. That's exactly it. Sure. But mm -hmm. to say, like, th they literally haven't had a, good, a show this good in 10 years, I don't even think Double or Nothing is the best pay-per-view of the year so far. I kind of liked Rebellion and Homecoming better, and those were Impact. 
I don't know if mm-hmm. this is familiarity with all the card matches and there was too many like six man tags of randomness. That's about that's show number one. That's fine. Um, it's uh, did I shit all over the show? Yeah. Did I love it? Fuck yeah, I did. It was great. <laughs> I enjoyed it. But when you call it perfect, I'm going to point out why it isn't. And that's not me being a WWE fanboy, because if you listen to our podcast enough, you know we do it with them too. Sure. It's 100%. a matter of, like, if the production is this, or a missed camera angle, or this and that, whatever else. It's like, man, it would have been better if they did this. That's what we always critique every show with. We're yep. not hating on AEW, because it's the cool thing to do, or because we're fanboys. We, we just said, it's exciting. We want this to succeed. It's cool. Will they grow from it? Sure. Did it seem like a WCW show done nowadays? Yeah, that's that's what I think it was. But Th- that was elements, good competition yeah. for them. That's a good thing. And but it's also kind of rehashing some older stuff. And I'm like, that's not the future. That it, It's not the best show ever. It is not the best show. It is not yeah. flawless. It is not perfect. Because when you watch some things or see spots redone or camera angles missed or things here and there, you oh, but that's fine. No, you can't ignore stuff just to fit your narrative. Yeah, please stop. As it a, is not yeah. the best show. It isn't. It's not perfect. Yeah, and it, it 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 it's so good that you love the show. I I love the show, but I'm just a little more yeah. realistic, is what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to go over the top. No, um, no, exactly. Like I said, I I think even like. Oh, takeovers are different. Yeah, the UK takeover is probably better than this. And I honestly enjoyed this year's WrestleMania. I don't know if it's is a better show than this. No. Did I enjoy it more? Maybe. That just might be a case of like Coke and Pepsi for that at that point. Like it's yeah. Ah, there's opinion here, guys. There's subjective nature. You can't say factually this was a better show. That, it doesn't yeah, work we, that way. That's true. <laughs> but the main reason I was as nitpicky as I was is because people said it's a perfect show. Yeah, it, it was perfect. They did nothing wrong. Just because Moxley showed up and you enjoyed it. No. Stop. Yeah, Stop that. It was a fantastic moment, but I mean, come on. Uh, it doesn't so... over it doesn't outweigh the bad. However, that's kind of what we're saying. The amount of good on this show did outweigh the stuff, because a lot of it we're hand waving off as ah they'll they'll figure it out. It's show number one. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're realistic about it. Their, but, I mean, their issues can all be if, cured over time. Yeah. But if the next show does it too, hmm, ah, it's show number two. But if they never learn their ways and somehow keep fumbling around, and I don't want to compare it to Ring of Water, but I kind of do, there's a level that they didn't grow beyond where it's just like, this is what our show is like. Yeah. I, we don't want that. That's the, they got to they gotta grow from it. And there's nowhere but up. Really, I don't think they're going to fuck up. I really don't think that. But no. despite all the stuff we talked about for the past two, three hours, as, as long as they but. keep, as long as they start making stars and making, I should say, it's not stars, but characters, um, they have a good roster for the most part. There's a lot of guys that I personally don't like, but that's their gimmick. They they have a little bit for everybody. Like I don't like this Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy guy. I don't know if that was a one time deal or whatnot. I know Lee fucking hated that guy uh, a little more than I did, but. He has his little small place in on the show, which is fine. I'm not going to hate on that. But they have a lot of guys that I think are going to blow people away. There's a guy, Jimmy Havoc, that a lot of people aren't familiar with. I think Jimmy Havoc is going to end up being a really big name that nobody has a clue who the fuck he is. Um, th- there's a lot of guys like I didn't know who the fuck Luchasaurus was, but in that battle royal, he looked <laughs> like a badass. I, fu- I was like getting yep. into Luchasaurus, man. Um, now, uh, fucking his little his little buddy Jungle Boy, not so much, but um, yeah, that's a whole different story. But 
You're going to get this promotion going from their indie stuff where you do things for the crowd and it works and you go to the next town, you do the same thing because the crowd heard about it and wants to see it. They're going to learn and go through the TV style of things where you grow episode to episode. And it's not just a case of like, oh, it's different in growth, but you're going to pop the hits and do stuff and move on. Yeah, that's episodic wrestling. That's what's going to come from this. And I have hope for that. And they'll learn the things from there. And the Jungle Boy guy, he'll he'll, he'll learn from that and do what he needs to do. And Luchasaurus so. will do his stuff and it'll all work from there. That's the optimism. There's plenty of potential for that. And if they're hiring the Arn Andersons and the Dean Malenkos in to do that kind of stuff too, fuck, they've got a good everything to work with. Mm-hmm. That's why we're so critical. Like, was it perfect? No. Is the potential there? Yeah. And it was a good... So don't it was call a... it perfect, but it's a perfect start to maybe get there. Sure, yeah. I think they've got... Yeah, they've got the best startup chances of anybody post WCW. Oh, of course. Like, T- TNA was like a, a lucky thing that managed, and Ring of Honor was an indie show to the nth degree. This is like another level of a startup, a hundred percent. Yeah, there's been nothing like it before. They have a legitimate chance, and I think this is a fantastic start. It's just uh, we have to hide and watch. We have to see what they do. We have to see where they mm-hmm. go from here. So I think, uh, well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're still sticking around it, we went mm-hmm. super long on this, but this is definitely the talk of wrestling right now. And I think we got into it and we got pretty deep inside. Oh, that sounded interesting. Um, we got real deep. We got yeah, Lee, Lee left at the right time. Yeah. Lee I, got really deep. Uh, wait, oh, time do, out. what? Sorry. Now we don't have Matt Zion. And we'll mention that real briefly. He said, once AEW's weekly show starts, He'll probably be back on the podcast more because he just hasn't been watching wrestling. Yes. But he's, no pun intended, all in on All Elite. He went to Double or Nothing. He loved it. He said, this is bringing it back to wrestling. That is something they were saying. We want to bring the lapsed wrestling fans back. Yeah. Now, it's not just the ones who are jaded by WWE who keep watching it because the joke is you watch wrestling because you hate it. But they want to bring them in, but also the ones who don't even watch anymore. Yeah. It's working. It is absolutely working. Matt Zion is proof. Yeah, because there are people that are wondering, hey, where's Matt Zion at? That he's he's just not into wrestling at the moment for those yeah. wondering, but he says that he is getting back in with AEW now, here. And the comparison I meant like Coke and Pepsi. Imagine if Coke w- was all there was, and then someone came out with Pepsi. You might not be like you keep drinking Coke, it's all there is, but suddenly, hey, what's I'll I'll try th- that's something else. I'll give that a shot. That's what we're dealing with here. It's just WWE. Yeah, there's other stuff here and there. But it's always every Monday and Tuesday. Always this. You're never going to miss it. It's always going to be yeah. there. Maybe the Federation goes. Maybe someone gets pulled from the Indie Fed. Maybe something happens. Whatever. You can never tell. But Raw and SmackDown, Raw and SmackDown, Raw and SmackDown and AEW. What's this third? What's this? What's this? Yeah. But to be fair, Impact's always been there too. And so is Ring of Honor. But you know what I mean. It's a level of just... Yeah, There's complacency involved in it. And for some people, you're like, ah, I got out of it. I don't care. I don't, I don't want it anymore. But these guys are talking to me. This is, it's, they're trying to be the new, trying to focus on the ones who were underutilized, trying to do all this stuff. That sounds cool. That's a possibility there. So it's working with him. So when September rolls around, we'll have Matt back on the. Yeah. Um, also, for those wondering where Peanut is, you know, just uh, in so usual. No, P- no, he actually messaged us in the chat. <laughs> I kind of because Peanut was scheduled to be on to, uh, tonight. He was supposed to be on the show. He said uh, the exact quote. I am putting an exact quote here. 
kind of forgot and went and saw John Wick. Movie was good though, and then kind of a like an emoji face. So, it is quite good, yes. So that that tells you where the fuck Peanut was. And Rab, mm-hmm. you know what? We just never know where the fuck Rab is. Rab's just floating off into. He'll and show up when not, he shows up. He's like Brock Lesnar not, of the group. Not for nothing though, but Peanut was thinking we got to talk about AEW. <laughs> Yeah, Peanut. That's like he peanut. was pushing for this for quite a bit, actually. Yeah, so. he's one of the well, I mean, the main reason to give credit it's so big, for that. He was like, yeah. "We got to talk about it. It's a thing to talk about." And okay. then he doesn't show, but at least he got to see John Wick, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be after all. We'll talk about this show for two two and a half hours, and then the title of the show will be like "Peanut Sees John Wick." That's how that's how our podcast fucking go. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, that's it. It is definitely time we need to get out of here. We'll be back in two weeks. We we interrupted our schedule a little bit, but we wanted to get out this big episode about AEW dub or nothing you know history blah 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 all that stuff it was it was important and we wanted to get uh get it out as soon as we could so uh we will see you guys in two weeks uh that is it so have a good one